What is up, mi gente? This is Luis Martinez, your co-host, and this episode is titled A Time for Charity. We had Ruben Torres from Love Thy Neighbor, a local organization that was promoting a toy drive. They give out thousands of toys in southern San Diego and in Tijuana to poor and needy families. But we thought it was a great conversation, so we're putting it up here because they are a year or they work year round. So you can always help donate to check them out. We give them shout outs throughout the podcast, but it's Love Thy Neighbor is the name. Um, after that, we talk about the Brittany Griner release, the Proud Boys shutting down drag shows, and the new show on Netflix Wednesday, and some of the controversies that are surrounding it. As always, the pod keeps growing thanks to you. If you want to hear us record these live, follow at Mi Gente Show on Instagram and at Mi Gente Show on Twitter so you can get notified when we go live. We got a lot of great interaction from the audience this show. We actually had some people donate live on stream to the charity Love Thy Neighbor, which was awesome. So as always, thanks for helping us grow. Make sure you give the episode you're listening to a like, a follow, a rating helps us out tremendously. We're going to keep doing this. And it's thanks to you, the viewers and the listeners. Thank you for your time. And as always, enjoy the pod. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Love Thy Neighbor. When did it start? And and how did you become involved with it? And why is it so important to you, sir? Well, it, it started uh, in 2010. Um, we're working on a, on a documentary um, down in Tijuana. And uh, um it was a, a pastor friend of mine, Jason Page, and my little brother Charlie, and we're down there filming a documentary. Uh, it was based on human trafficking, and we were, you know, dealing with some some people who some some people may look at uh, like maybe they're you know bad guys or they'd be counted out, you know. And uh, <clears throat> so we're going to go down there the next week to shoot some more stuff, and we happen to ask one of the guys, "Hey, you know, what do you want us to bring you next time we come down?" And um, the guy asked for a basketball. And, you know, I kind of chuckled a little bit because he's about as tall as me, and I know he wasn't playing ball, you know. So I was like, what, what do you want? You know, what do you want a basketball for? He was like, no, it's not for me. It's for the kids in the in the neighborhood. You know, there's a basketball court, but, you know, the kids don't ever get to play. So, you know, I figured if I can, if I can just do this one good thing and help the kids in the neighborhood. And, uh, you know, it really, like, resonated with me and uh, – so, you know, me and my brother Charlie were like, you know what, you know, give us, you know, give us a couple of weeks and we'll come back with a bunch of stuff. We'll bring you toys and clothes and food and a bunch of stuff. And um, we had a big event um, over at, at, at the time it was a Nitty's Tattoo Shop in Chula Vista. And uh, we just posted up right there and just asked everybody, you know, on social media to just bring a toy, you know. And so people were just bringing, you know, new stuff, old stuff, clothes, all kinds of stuff. And uh, that was the birth of, we called it Love Thy Neighbor because it was our neighbors to the south, but it's also scripture and it's the words of Jesus. And we're like, you know, this is cool. Let's just call it Love Thy Neighbor. Mm-hmm. And uh, 13 years later, we're still doing it. Um, we still take stuff down to, to Tijuana, different neighborhoods. We go down as far as uh, Primo Tapia and uh you know, we have uh, like three or four different neighborhoods where we'll be giving out toys this year. And we have, you know, we have people down in TJ that are like set already with their own little spots on where they're going to do it. And uh, and then we also give to the San Ysidro School District where uh, every one in three kids in that school district is homeless. 
uh, not necessarily that they're living on the street, but you know, they're living in someone's garage or <clears throat> in their car in hotels. Um, also there's, uh, you know, in, in South San Diego over here by, uh, by the Otay border, there's a lot of um, junkyards, wrecking yards. And so they end up putting um, these big like trailers in these wrecking yards and these, in these junkyards and they rent them out to families. And uh, so, you know, there's, there's a huge need sometimes that, you know, we don't, really see you know right here in our own backyard so uh, we've been we've been working pretty close with the San Ysidro school district to make sure we take care of those families wow that's 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 that, awesome. that's, that's impressive this mm-hmm. and this how long have you guys been doing this yeah and if, I, I don't know if you mentioned that I, I apologize 13th I annual was it 13th. Yeah, it's the 13th annual we've been doing it since 2010 and it's it's evolved into all kinds of stuff um you know we do you know we go into the prisons and um we do outreaches in the prisons and we get to do some uh, uh, creative writing programs and different stuff in the schools. Um, and, and Lou, as you know, like you came by and you helped out when we had the, um, the acting workshop that we did. Mm-hmm. We did a two week acting workshop, um, not too long ago with Jose Yenke. And then before that he came down, he did a, a week long workshop. So we, you know, we promote a lot of the uh, creative arts. Um, so we're, you know, we're trying to do as much as we can to, you know, give, you know, kids in the neighborhood, kids in the community, access to uh, creative arts, you know. So um, we have uh, Bethel Perez, which is, uh, he's a DJ on uh, Jamming 95.7 Rock 105. Um, him and, and DJ Ruben C, they, they put together like a DJ class for us. So, you know, kids were able to come for free and learn how to DJ. Um, you know, we had a, a friend of ours, uh, Enrique Rivera, we did, you know, art classes. We, I mean, we've, we've been trying to yeah, kind of have this. You also do the the the, the lucha, That's why I got the lucha the luchador mask on uh, yeah. have, because I know yeah, you guys yeah. do like I, love thy lucha, lucha too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We, we did a we did love thy lucha as a fundraiser, um, just to kind of keep stuff going, you know. So uh, we do you know a big event like that, and uh, you know we have a, a group called Level Up Wrestling School, and so a lot of the the wrestlers there are students. And um, they just, they bless us with their time and they come in and they put on this awesome show and um, we take the all the funds that we get from there and then we're able to do stuff like what we did with Jose Yenke and put on this, you know, these uh, art programs and, and uh, it just kind of, like your money just goes right back into doing that, you know. So, uh, yeah, we just kind of um, try to keep it, keep it, you know, in the South and try to keep, keep some, some of the kids busy. We work close with the, um, San Diego Police Department, the gang intervention unit. Mm-hmm. So some of the kids that you were talking to, Lou, when you were there, were part of the the their program with the gang intervention unit. So it's kids that could have gotten in trouble, did get in trouble, and instead of going to juvenile hall, they had them come here and learn how to act. But it was more like therapy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was honestly over the last couple of years and that was kind of at the start of the pandemic. And that that was really one of the most, you know, fulfilling experiences that I've been able to do as a creative to try to give something back or try to share something. Um, and it, I find it curious that you said you started off doing a documentary. So you do have you have a background in film, obviously, or that was kind of what you were into then. Yeah. Did you did you did you once you started this, did you sort of put the film to the side or do you still dabble in that or? I still dabble here and there. Um, my my background's in the entertainment industry, so I you know I 
was more like in the music side of things. Okay. Um, so yeah, so like you see like Papa Roach and POD and there you go. Like the yeah. POD stuff. So oh, those are, you know, projects that, that I worked on. Um, and so like my background came out of the, you know, the music industry. And then I started doing some film work and then um, through all that, it was like, well, you know, as, as you gain influence in the, in the industry, you're like, well, what are you going to do with your influence? You know? And so I decided to put it towards giving back to the community. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, thanks for everybody that's stopping by. Def Kiss says hello. He says lots of respect and honor, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you, you for stopping Thank by. Uh, Kirk uh, says that's awesome. <clears throat> um, and and thank you, everybody that's tuned in. Uh, we're going to share the page here uh, in a second. One of the easiest ways that you guys can donate to whatever charity you guys want to do is through Amazon. Um, I know that I support the uh, San Diego Latino Film Festival, Mac uh, Center because they are a nonprofit. All you have to do is go to your Amazon account and add their nonprofit number to your Amazon account. And Amazon will automatically send them like, like 1% of what you spend. I know it's not really a lot, but I know that every year um, automatically, and it doesn't cost me a cent. Amazon sends um, the Latino film festival, a couple of hundred bucks based off just the purchases that I make. So there are a lot of ways that you can passively Help charities out, um, sharing events, uh, donating your time. There's something that you can do or that you're an expert or that you know a lot about that you can help. Reach out to organizations, legitimate ones. Um, look around your house, uh, stuff that you can find that you don't use. Um, you know, your kids outgrow toys. There's a ton, there's tons of ways that you can do this. Um, so it is my pleasure to try to, to, to help this organization here locally expand and hopefully promote this event that's yeah, happening. And we can go to love that love thy neighbor movement.com and you can find out all the information about yeah, their events. Donate now button right there. and Boom. Oh, there oh, you go. Yeah. See, there you go. quick and oh, easy. And, easy, and easy. You, you, you hit it kind of right, right on, on the head right there with the, um, you know, like, like what you did is, is you, you donated to love thy neighbor, but you donated your time and your talent. And uh, we always tell people, you know, time, talent, and treasure, like, you know, time is a big thing. If you can come and, and volunteer and help out with some of the stuff, um, your talent, if you can come in and, and you know, some people want to sing and perform or, you know, do something to give back. <clears throat> and some people say, you know, I don't got time and I don't got talent, but I got a, a checkbook and I'll cut there your you check, go. you know. Yeah, there you uh, go. You know, so some of the artists that we work with, like, you know, like Jose Yankee and we work with like Big Mountain and the guys from POD and Ray Mysterio and Frankie J and all these guys, like they, they give back by, by their time and their talent, you know, and, and uh, we don't ever ask them to cut us a check. We're just say, just come and support what we do, you know? And so um, Frankie J he's, he's been with us a few times and um, we've gone to the schools together to, to give out, you know, bicycles and movie tickets and, all kinds of stuff together and um he's he's performed at our events before and autograph signings and all that stuff and he just really supports what we do same thing with all the guys from pod and ray mysterio um ray's been with us you know for for a while and we did a big uh, bicycle giveaway in san Isidro where all the third graders at uh, Smythe elementary got got you know bikes we had them do a creative writing program where uh they did a 
an essay on um, how they would help their community, how they would help senior citizens, and how they would help the homeless in their community. And so they thought that um, first, second, and third place, uh, we're going to get bicycles, but but all of them ended up getting bicycles. So it nice. It's That's cool. awesome. kind of unforgettable, you know, because when you got someone like Ray Mysterio giving you a bike, like you're never going to forget that. You know? Yeah. No, That's pretty absolutely. cool. How did you get in touch with like the local talent of Rey Mysterio and Frankie J? Um, well, with the with Rey Mysterio and POD, we, we all went to school together. I grew up with the guys from POD, Aww. and then um, with Rey Mysterio, we all went to Montgomery Middle, Montgomery High together. And, uh, and Frankie J is he's a local talent. He's been a friend of ours for a while, and um, we just we try to use all the the local guys that are, you know that are from the neighborhood that want to come back and, and give back. And so, you know, same thing with the guys like from Big Mountain, you know, they join us, they go down to TJ with us. And um, they actually did a, a music video that featured us. It's uh, it's called uh, Young Dread. And um, and so they featured us in the, in the music video. They wanted to feature like the, the stuff that we do in TJ. So it has us like giving out food and um, giving stuff to the kids and stuff. And, um, you know, that, that was like a lot of respect, you know. And so we, we try to, you know, work with all the local talent that, that wants to give back. So uh, whenever anyone is from San Diego, we try to we try to use that, promote that, and have them give back, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Dev is coming in with the POD <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> ah, okay. Rep- representing the South Town. Um, Hell yeah. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're 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 all right here in the South Bay. So it feels a little bit further south. Uh, she's from Am right I? there. Right? What yeah, part of Chula Vista, uh, Ruben? Do um, I'm in South San Diego. South okay. I'm by, uh, by Montgomery High and Montgomery Middle. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so okay. okay. Let's be locals. I love this. <laughs> hey, side note: put in a good word with Ray. We'd love to have him on the on the Hente show at some point, man. You know, you know yeah. wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> no, look, and 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 my and uh, when Jose Yenke calls and says, "Hey, can you come help me out with some kids?" I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely. Say say less. I'm there." But also because, um, you know, growing up, you know, I grew up poor as hell in, in New York City in Queens. Um, you know, roaches, rats in my house, like in, you know, like a block away from the subway. So, and I always wanted to be a filmmaker. I always wanted to be an entertainer or radio host, something. Um, but, and this was growing up a long time ago, I felt that it was weird to say it out loud because I felt like my peers around me were, wouldn't make fun of me if in the, you know, if 1990s, I say, oh, well, I, I want to, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it's like, are you going to drive a cab like your dad? Or are you going to be a musician? No, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a director. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, I would get bullied or teased or made fun yeah, of. For something out of like reach. That. Yeah. yeah. It feels so, it feels so out of reach. So being able to sit in front of a bunch of kids, predominantly brown, black, Hispanic, Board, pe- kids with with issues, with family problems, homeless, whatever. Like you see and, yourself in those kids. Yeah, and seeing yourself in those kids, and just basically, and you don't even have to do much, but uh, but let them see you. Let them see that there is a possibility for you, even if you're not super successful like that. Well, well what movie did you make that I've seen? Well, not really, but but I'm out here working, and I'm and I'm doing what I love, and you should be able to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So so anything related to that. 
moving yeah, forward, I hope. It's all about giving, you know, giving the kids hope, you know, and, and I think that's that's the main the main reason that we we use the local talent, um, because you know, bring in you know a multi platinum recording artist to you know uh, an elementary school or middle school, high school. And, and saying, look, we're from this neighborhood too, and, and we made it, and we sold millions of records. You can too, you know. Uh, you know, bringing Ray Mysterio and saying, you know, yeah, I'm from this neighborhood, and I went to these schools right here. If I made it to WWE, you can too, you know. Um, you know, I mean, we we have, uh, uh, you know, like we several times we've used uh, um, Joseph Lucero from uh, from the Mayans. And, uh, and, you know, he comes in and he comes in really, really heavy, you know, because um, he's experienced the gang life and the prison life. And so he gives it to you even heavier, but he lets you know, like, hey, I, I did this. You can too, but, there, you know, you can change. You don't have to stay involved in the gang life. You don't have to stay involved in your prison life. And so he, he brings a, you know, a different aspect to, to stuff as well. So it's not just about... Um, it's not just about acting for him, you know, with him, he, he has his own movement called uh, change is possible. And, uh, and that's what it's about. It's about bringing, you know, bringing hope to, to some of the kids that, that, you know, you get to sit in front of. And that's why we, we bring in the kids, the, the people that we do, those people of influence. When I was growing up, I didn't have a celebrity come to my school. I had, you know, the fire department or the police department come mm-hmm. in and, you know, and they would, tell us you know you could do this you could do that but we never had you know anybody come in and say like you can make it you know i made it you can make it yeah this is a video down in, in primo tapia um we're going there for a few years and uh yeah, you see literally like hundreds of kids and this is all the way up at the top of the hill where there's like no more houses after that this is the top so like some of these kids they don't you know they don't make it down to the bottom of the hill much. There's only one school that's there. So we went there and we give out like bicycles and food and clothes and all kinds of stuff. And uh, uh, this is in, in Primo Tapia, which is probably, you know, I want to say maybe 10 minutes south of Rosarito. Uh, yeah. Um, and wow, that is a good. huge line. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we've, we've been able to experience lines like that. And, it's it's a trip because sometimes like you know we when we pull up and we see kids already waiting in line mm-hmm. um you know you kind of get that like that feeling in your stomach like oh man you know i hope they have enough toys you know <laughs> and uh and yeah you know every single time that we've been there um every single kid has gotten a toy so you know there hasn't been a, a kid that walks away and hasn't you know gotten something so you know, we've seen some some miraculous stuff happen. You know, because uh, you know there was a time where where uh, we didn't have anything, um, and we were kind of freaking out. We're looking everywhere, like, man, there's still kids here. We don't, you know, we don't have any more toys. Oh. And then we looked under and we found a trash bag. We looked under one of the tables. We found a trash bag, and we're like, still, this isn't going to be enough. You know, and then, you know, we turning upside down we started emptying it and just so many toys were flowing out and uh we we were calling it like our our loaves and fishes moment you know when uh, when jesus was feeding the five thousand, you know and mm-hmm. and it was just kind of overflowing we're like wow like we were watching a miracle <laughs> and uh and everybody got something 
you know, so it's, it's been a huge blessing. And just know, you know, all those, all those toys that, that you see, they're all from the community. So it's not like love thy neighbors going out and like, you know, we're buying a bunch of toys. It's like the community is coming together every year for the past 13 years to give us these toys to take directly down to Tijuana or, or here in San Isidro. And so these are all toys that are coming from all of you, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and there you'll see, um, Ricardo Oviedo and, and Araceli um, in the back, and they've been um, just soldiers for for Love Thy Neighbor, and they kind of they kind of run Love Thy Neighbor now, you know. <laughs> uh, so all the stuff that you see happening in TJ is because of Araceli and Ricardo, um, and then we have you know we everything is based on just having a, a good team, and you know we have you know um, Sada and Tracy, we, we just have an awesome team that, that just is always there no matter what to like any crazy idea that I come up with and they're like, you're crazy, you know, but all right, let's do it. You know, but we've, we've been able to do some really cool stuff at the drop of a dime and we're like, you know, what are we doing? You know, from one week to another, you know, we're, um, you know, we just, we, we get opportunities and we're like, well, we can't pass up this opportunity. And, you know, Lou, like when you said, you know, when Jose Yanka gives you a call and says, let's do this, you know, you you just do it. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like that sometimes with us. Like if, you know, if we get a call from someone like, like Ray Mysterio or someone, we're just like, all right, well, you know, yeah. he called me, he wants to go give up movie tickets at the school in Logan. It's, you know, and it's, and, it, yeah. and, it, and it's a, do- it's a domino effect because, <laughs> You know, uh, Jose Yenke calls me and I say, say less, I'm there. And then I have to call up the 2 a.m. burrito crew. And I'm like, hey, uh, I'm doing a thing for Jose Yenke for these kids. I want to do I want to just show them what it's like to film a movie scene, you know, just something different. And then like right away, I had like five or six volunteers from my crew. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, I'm there. Dante Oscar was there. And he was like, yeah, man, I used to be homeless. I'm there. Laura Jean, my sister, was there. And she also works with a lot of community organizations in San Diego and San Isidro. So, so yeah, it, it, you, there's always something that you can do. There's always something that you can give up, like you said, of your time, of, of your expertise, of the resources that you have, of stuff that you have laying around the house. And if all else fails, cash is king, you know, because because that um, have you ever felt that there was something that that you wanted to get off the ground that you felt was too ambitious or do you ever or has have you always like when you have an idea like you said do you always kind of be like fuck it let's 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 go for it let's let's try to make it happen? Uh, you know, I, I think that there's been several ideas. Um, this last uh, August, um, I really wanted to do this this big community cleanup thing, and we called it Love Thy Neighborhood. <clears throat> and uh, we got um, a bunch of the churches together and a bunch of the different groups in South San Diego, and uh, and I was just like. We didn't, we didn't have a budget. We didn't have any money. We just were like, you know what? I just really want to do this. And I just, I just jumped on it, you know, and everybody was like, what are you doing? You know, this is crazy. But uh, um, we got a bunch of people together and we did a huge community cleanup. We cleaned up uh, Palm Avenue, uh, oh. cleaned up uh, Montgomery High School, cleaned up San Isidro High School. Um, we did a bunch of murals all all around uh, from National City uh, down in Sherman Heights and a couple here on Palm Avenue, and uh, and you know cleaned up over by the trolley station over by the Irish trolley station across the street, um, and we partnered with San Diego PD 
and then we got um, Victory Outreach and The Rock and a bunch of different churches together, um, which hardly ever happens, you know, like everybody's kind of on, off on their own, doing their own thing. But I think it was a, a one-of-a-kind event where, you know, these churches all came together. We had a bunch of groups that came together, business people that came together, and everybody just went out with the same mindset of we're going to clean up our own community, our own backyard. And uh, <clears throat> and it was a big deal. You know, it was all the way from uh, – from National City down to the border, we had um, we had people down. Uh, we had the the San Ysidro Chamber. Um, we had Victory Outreach San Ysidro, and they were all cleaning up San Ysidro Boulevard. Um, so it, it was just it was just cool to see something like that all happen. And then we had a big block party after over at at, uh, at the park over at uh, Montgomery Waller Park across mm-hmm. from Montgomery High School, and we had Mellow Manese came out performed. Um, it, it, you know, it was just a, a cool event just to see, you know, everybody come together for, for a cause like that. And, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes I get over ambitious and just like, ah, I want to do this. And then, <laughs> um, honestly, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't have the funding to even do that event until um, the week before. Um, what? Yeah. Whoa. I had a, yeah. I had a, there was a, a lady who, who came to see me and I had a meeting with her and um, her name is Monica, and she came and, and she uh, she sat with me and said, you know, tell me about this event. What are you doing? And how much money do you need? And and I told her what I needed, and she just pulled it out of her purse. Damn, that's amazing. What would you have done if that didn't yeah. happen? Um, still go through with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I still, still gotta do it. Yeah. I, I think uh, you know we've we've had some awesome supporters and some awesome. Uh, sponsors people coming through to help out and uh i think i just would have pressured them to kind of mm-hmm. help us out you know but uh but i just wanted to move forward with it you know i think eventually you know on a grand scale of things i think uh um you know i would love to have like maybe like a, a thrift store for love and neighbor kind of you know to continue to help you know give jobs back to the community and the big picture of it the grand scheme of it all um, I would like to to do. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Homeboy Industries up in LA, but I would like to be like a San Diego version of that, but also include some of the youth because um, I, I think that that's a missing element in in what they do. Um, and so, you know, I think I'd eventually like to go in that direction and, and help um, some of the guys that went down the wrong path and kind of help them to steer them back where they're supposed to be, you know, and then, um, you know, and then trying to work with the youth to where they don't go in that path, you know, mm-hmm. so get them before they go in that path and then, um, get them as they come out of prison, you know, as well. Um, I, something that came up right now when you were, when you were talking about, <laughs> about, about charities, um, because sometimes, um, you know, because there's a lot of groups like yours that are doing that are doing really great work in the community. They're local, hands on. But then, when when something happens, there there's always like the the GoFundMe scams. Um, there's also like organizations where you know they're like, "Hey, well, did you know that Red Cross or this or Goodwill? They're not really. They're only giving a certain percentage of their profits to 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 actual charity, and the rest is just kind of overhead and stuff like that." When somebody is deciding 
where to spend their time and spend their money? What are things that they can look for in an organization to make sure that that it's legitimate and that the what they're putting in is actually going to go into the hands of the people that it's most needed? Yeah, I, I would I would say um, I would invite them to come out to be a part of what we're doing, you know, um, and, and we always do. We always, you know, because we could always use more hands, you know, but I always invite um, volunteers or anybody that's interested in wanting to help out to to come and, and be a part of what we're doing, you know, first and kind of see it hands on. Um, we've been doing it for 13 years, so it, it's not like it's a new thing, you know, um, we don't have a rich uncle that's cutting his checks, you know. Um, we don't have a church that's that's cutting his checks. Um, you know, we don't we don't get grants. We don't have a grant writer on board. So everything that people give, it goes back to what we're doing. Um, you know, we have uh, a couple small offices in, in Chula Vista, and then we have um, a storage space where we keep you know donations, and uh, and then you know our insurances and that kind of stuff. And that's, you know, that's mainly what we, what we fundraise for so that we can keep all that stuff going, but we don't, we don't pay ourselves, you know, we don't, there, there just isn't that funding to, I mean, I wish I could, right but we, we don't pay ourselves. Um, I, you know, I wish I can, I can pay, you know, Araceli and Ricardo for, you know, they're just the, the biggest soldiers for, for what we do with Love My Neighbor. And I wish I can take care of them. It's just just not, you know, it's just not there yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think 2023 is, is, is a big, um, it's going to be a, a big focus for me to really go out and, and like try to get grant writers and try to um, get that funding. But um, I would say if you're going to give to someone, you know, an organization, spend some time with them and do some research and, and see if that's something you want to get involved in. Um, if it's certain something like we just got, um, we just got a, a check from um, from another organization. It's a ladies group here um, in in Chula Vista that um, cut us a check, but they uh, they wanted to stay in in the south. So they were like, "We know you guys do stuff in TJ and all that, and that's cool too." But um, we we want you know this funding to go towards something that you're going to do in South San Diego, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we're like, "Okay, cool." So we haven't even really. Um, put it in the account yet because we're like, we don't want to get mixed up with any of the toy drive stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know, they, they all kind of do their research and they figure out, you know, who they want to give to and, and t- towards what project. Um, you know, we've had people say, Hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to give, but it needs to go towards this. And we're just like, all right, cool. And we go and we do that. Whatever. Um, so yeah. So, you know, whatever works, you know, sometimes there's, there's certain programs that we do that some people believe in and they want us to move forward with that. But, uh, but definitely, you know, um, you know, spend some time with, with that group. If you're gonna Check it out. Go you know. see the work. Go see the work yourself and, and see for yourself. <laughs> Shout out Keithan, uh, checking in the kid and you never dies. Local artist, Comic-Con artist, just coming back from Comic-Con LA, uh, says I'm about to donate now. Thank you very much, yeah. Keithan, for watching yeah, the stream. Thank you. Hey, Keithan, go ahead and go ahead and drop the, uh, what was I going to say? Go ahead and drop the. Thank you, Keithan. Yes, he did donate. Uh, oh, that's awesome! Nice, came through. Go <laughs> ahead and type "mi gente" in the chat. Uh, we're gonna give away some movie tickets to the Digital Gym downtown San Diego. Hashtag "mi gente" will draw some some tickets. Uh, thank you, everybody that's tuning in, etc., um, etc. Et 
so hey, we got a good donation in. And um, moving forward, Ruben, um, as far as myself goes, you know, whatever Jose is doing, I'll be, I'll help out with. And um, you know, if you well, need, I know you, uh, Jose is involved. Just come in. And just yeah, I was like, come whenever. No, 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 I want to do the cleanup. That's what I want to do. What I, what I'm saying is. <laughs> Beyond whatever Jose is involved with, I'm also involved. I know you're a film guy, but if you need any editing work, or if maybe uh, you want to get some of the kids that are in, in, in into like movies and stuff, and maybe we can do some PSAs or some stuff. Do that. Let let me know, and I would love to to continue to be involved, and we'll continue to promote the the, the organization here on the stream you know as much as we can. If you want to take a crew down to Tijuana so you can see it firsthand and and film, you know the the team down there giving the toys out to the kids. Mm-hmm. That's the, the biggest. You guys are invited. That, mm-hmm. That's the the. You can ask Anaceli and Ricardo. Like that's the biggest um, payout for the year. So you know all the hard work that you put in, put in through the year. We're moving boxes and moving storage stuff and delivering stuff and doing all this stuff. But when you give a toy to a kid and you see that that smile and that, that kid just wants to hug you. Like that's the big payoff right there. That's like, oh man, this is what all year long we waited for, and then you get to do this for this child. And it it means a lot. But if you guys want to go down and experience that, they're going to give out the toys uh, December seventeenth down in, in Tijuana. Um, bring a bring a film crew and and uh, and shoot some stuff and and see it firsthand. We're yeah. trying to get some people down there. Yeah, we got to. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done. Um, We've done. We've been to the orphanages. We've done the shelters. We've done all that stuff. Um, we we stopped doing the the shelters and orphanages because um, during Christmas time it, it's really uh, oversaturated. Mm-hmm. So you know there there's a lot of people kind of overlapping and doing the same thing. So we just decided to find you know neighborhoods that are in need, and we just go directly to the neighborhoods and we just go straight there and just all right you know kind of put the word out beforehand and everyone just creates a, so by the time we get there, there's already a line. There's already, they're already ready already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So, you know, I know it's short notice, but I'm saying, you know, come down and experience it. It'd be, it'd be great to have you guys down there. Look, absolutely. Absolutely. We, uh, worst case scenario, if you guys, if, if we can find somebody to go down there and get some footage, I'd love to put it together for you guys, help you in any way that I can. Um, just because of our tight schedules up here with production and stuff like that. But, 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 but I'm definitely anything on this side is probably a little bit easier for, for myself at least. Um, but anything that we can do from a production standpoint, editing wise, or getting some, some of the kids involved in some movie making or creating some PSAs for stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely we can talk offline and get it going. Um, we're on vacation for a couple of weeks. So. She's not trying to go down to TJ. She's like, oh, I'm going to go vacation. <laughs> I am going on vacation for a couple because I didn't want to say it because I'm like, dang, I really want to go. But the 17th, I won't be here. Yeah. yeah no, uh, trust me. Uh, the toy drive is, is uh, December 10th. The 10th. Uh, the 10th. At the, at the YMCA this year, we're, we're partnering with the YMCA, Board of View YMCA. And how yeah, do you 3601 uh, Area do you Drive, uh, December 10th, 12 to 5 p.m. You can bring an unwrapped toy benefiting kids through San Diego and Tijuana. You can meet Frankie J. Frankie J. Austin Carlisle from uh, the rock band of Mice and Men. He was uh, he was the singer. And, uh, and so they'll both be there signing autographs and hanging out with the folks. And uh, yeah, we have uh, Mariachi Mi San Diego will be there, do a little mariachi thing. Um, DJ Beto Perez from Rock 105, Gemma 957. He's going to be playing some music. 
and it's it's it'll be fun. It'll be just a, a cool little thing. You can just you don't even have to get out of your car. You can just drive by and just throw the toy out the window and, and keep, keep <laughs> somebody'll catch. Or if, if, if it's a yeah. football, right, or something like that. I'm gonna throw bring it in an, Yeah, if you're if you're gonna do the drive by, bring an aerodynamic toy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not like a puzzle that's gonna like fall in the air. What we say, you know, uh, one toy equals a smile on a kid's face. So, you know. Mm. Um I I see myself and these kids in TJ. I was born in Tijuana, Frankie J was born in Tijuana. So, you know, when 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 we talk about this stuff, it's it really like means that to us because that's what it is, you know. So we really uh, like experience that, you know. Yeah. So I, I know what it's like to not have toys as a kid, and that's kind of that's been our thing, you know. So, you know, that, that's why we want to invite everyone. Just come on down and just experience it, you know. Yes. And that that's the biggest thing is just asking people to just experience it, you know. Come on down, see for yourself, uh, keep up with the organization. Mm-hmm. Saturday, this Saturday, two days. 12 p.m. Um, YMCA, Borderview YMCA, bring a toy. Noon to 5 p.m., local San Diego celebrities. There's going to be music. There's going to be toys. There's going to be community. Um, otherwise, catch Ruben at one of his upcoming events. Uh, love thy, uh, the Lucha. Um, all the other cleanup events. It is definitely a worthwhile organization here locally in San Diego. Um, and, and, and hopefully, uh, we can get you guys more involved with this as well. Yeah, uh, and, you know, as, as you, you know, on the logos and stuff that you see down at the bottom, like you see people like Tribal Seeds, um, Tribal Seeds is one of the biggest, uh, reggae bands to come out of, out of San Diego. And, uh, and they did an event, um, for us, um, they're on, on the bottom of the flyer, but, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I thought you okay, you know, they they did an event for us where they did you know just kind of like a meet and greet um, over at at one of the local breweries in Chula Vista, Three Punks Ale, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you know even them you know coming oh, together two blocks away from there. So <laughs> anything <laughs> Third Avenue, anything Third Avenue, I'm there. Okay, because I'm 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 down yeah. the street from there. And so it's it's just it's it's amazing to see like you know we got you know, breweries coming together. We got restaurants coming together, food trucks, um, uh, tacos, tacos. They're like, if you bring a, a new unwrapped toy, they give you like a taco combo. Um, oh, oh. Yeah, they're doing that at their food truck. I think I'll walk oh. home. Um, I think uh, uh, Hannigan's house, they're, they were like donating money back to the neighbor if you buy like certain beers or whatever it was. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, you know, it's just, people are just coming, coming together. You know, like I said, it's not just mm. like us, you know, it's yeah. people that are coming together to do this. And so, um, you know, the team has really been busting their butts to get, you know, those, uh, toy donation boxes and all these different places. And, uh, you know, the, it's, it's really the team, you know, I just been the face now, you know, I just, I, I sit in front of the computer and listen to interviews, <laughs> Behind the scenes, like the team is busting their butt and getting all this stuff done. Um, uh, Aslan Car Club put together a, a car show for us um, a couple weeks ago at Hannigan's house, and um, they collected a bunch of toys. And um, there's uh, just a bunch of different organizations that are that are uh, that are doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's just amazing to see, um, you know, all these groups come together to give to love thy neighbor. Um, 
again, I think it's also because of the reputation that we've had, because you know that um, you give to us and those toys go directly back to those kids. It's not like we give to someone else and then give to someone else and they get to, it's like you, you, you get to be part of the action and just, yeah. you know, just do it. So, um, Jelly says it's tatas, tacos, and tortas in El Cajon. Yeah, there it is. So it's a taco truck and they're going to be there. Um, they're going to be there at the, at, at the YMCA, um, this Saturday. So, um, yeah. hopefully you guys can come out and make it. Lou, yeah. I hope, I hope, uh, and then you got a busy schedule too, but if you can come through. And- no, look, I, I wanted to make sure that at least we were promoting it for the next couple of days. So we'll be sharing that, sharing mm-hmm. the video, sharing it to try to get as many people out there. I want to get out there this Saturday. I do have some stuff to that I can, that I want to drop off. Yeah. So I, 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 will, I will, I will be trying to do that. Um, but like I said, um, even if right now I just kind of, we heard about this and we wanted to make sure we promote it. This is a year. This is this is this is your life year round, you know. Um, this is this is your 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 life year round. Hey, we said cool. Def Kiss says he also donated for the work, uh, Ruben. Thanks, Def Kiss, for tuning hey, in. Def Kiss. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, but this yeah is, it's, it's our work year round. But um, like someone but, like like you know, Chelly, she just she had posted the tatas on there. But it, it's mostly like um, the the team working year round doing it because. Yeah. See, it just it doesn't end with just oh we're gonna go deliver toys here in December, but it's like okay we have Dia de los Reyes in uh, in in January, mm-hmm. and then in April it's Dia de los Niños, and so and we're we're giving stuff you know all the time. Um, Whereas my mom would say it's Dia de los Niños every day. Yeah, for real. <laughs> at least at least for people like Araceli and Ricardo, it's, it's uh-huh. for them. It's every day, you know, because. Uh, they they carry every time they go to TJ they carry like a, a box or a bag with a bunch of toys and sometimes socks and food and stuff and they're just giving stuff to people wherever they see them wherever they see a need but you know now um, you know we've kind of been in the habit of doing stuff you know every every year for the other los niños and uh, and you know and I said it goes down they'll find a school mm-hmm. so it'll be like a low income school and they'll go down there and we'll just post up and start giving out you know stuff at the schools and um we had uh, uh as, as a matter of fact jose yenka came out with this one year and we had um kino from big mountain he came out and he performed he, he did that uh that song uh baby i love your way I don't, oh I nice yeah so you know he, he's famous for that song and so he comes and he sings it and performs it and you know uh, it's just it's it's cool to see people just come together to to help out, you know, and, and be a part of the big picture. That's amazing. I feel like Love Thy Neighbor is so well rounded. Like you, you guys really do a lot of stuff. I was seeing um, online that you even did an anti bullying campaign. So I was just kind of wondering, how do you narrow it down? Because there's so many causes, right? You know, we we um, I think we we blatantly over over kill. You know, <laughs> I was gonna um, say you do a lot too much. They yeah, go for it. they they try to do everything everything yeah and, and and that's that's to a fault you know um we were trying to trim some of the fat and not do as much stuff um you know the the team they just have such big hearts where you know it's hard for us to say no to stuff sometimes you know when when people ask us to do stuff it's, it's hard for us to say no because anytime it's about helping like the team just wants to jump in and help you know but uh but yeah, I, I think um, this year coming up, we're gonna have to kind of trim the fat and, and do less, you know. 
um, we've been really concentrating on uh, the youth and, and creative, the creative arts programs. So I think uh, I think we're just gonna, go. yeah, s- stick to that lane. Just because there's so many people doing so many other stuff to where, yeah, um, you know, we don't want to oversaturate, and we it's something that we know what to do. You know, we know a bunch of creatives, and it's stuff that we know that we can do, and might as well just stick to what we know. All right, let's 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 check in on 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 dog cam real quick, just a little palate cleanser, <laughs> little palate cleanser. What we got right here? We got the we got we got also shaking itself. All right, there you go. Okay, that's Sounds been dog right. cam. People love dog cam. People have demanded dog cam. All right, so there you are. This is what happens. This is what's happening behind me. I have three dogs on the bed just hanging out. Look. Um, uh, okay, let's give a couple more comments here. Uh, Mello says, "Saludos, Hello. Ruben. Thank you for all the amazing work for you doing the community." Uh, thank you, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, Melody. Um, Chelly says, uh, we had a backpack giveaway in Tijuana, La Longo, and handed out yes. to more than 400 kids with the help of wow. the community. Look, what I was going to say is that, um, you know, like, uh, no, sure, I forgot. I forgot. my. I lost my turn of thought here for a second. <laughs> no, it'll but what I, it'll come around. But yeah. um, what I was going to say is that, you know, you have to pick your spots, so to speak, like, you know, sometimes they're like, you know, people and look, we live in a we live in a we live in a time when people will go buy like 500 egg McMuffins and then film themselves giving it away to homeless people or, you know, where they'll they'll give. They'll, and but but it's more it's not about what they're giving. It's about showing themselves being a nice person, I think, where and you hear these stories about somebody will give something to a homeless person and they're like, do you mind if I eat before you take a picture of me or something like that? So. Yeah. And I think that that even though people are going to accept that charity, it's much more real to me when it's when it's your time, when it's your energy, when it's something that that you're putting out into the universe rather than you being a privileged person. I mean, go ahead. If you're privileged, if you got the money, if you got the ends, if you got the disposable income, write the check, yeah. please. But, you know, like. For example, there's there's a lot of people that go give sandwiches to the homeless people. There's a lot of people, yeah. you know, you got to pick pick a niche, pick pick a pick a this this appropriately affected mar- marginalized group. I I focus on you know my my you know I, I I care about old people and I care about dogs because <laughs> I know that people like you are out there trying to take care of kids and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, you don't want to eat, oversaturate stuff. Yeah, yeah. each eat, just pick a lane <laughs> and 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 just help you know we're we're in a big world let me get this is a little early yeah. for me to get uh existential <laughs> we're on a giant rock moving through space oh my you, god you, you, you can't fix everything pick pick a small part of your community yeah. pick something that you can focus on and try to help little micro yeah. micro <laughs> moves small moves small help helping one person helping one group of people incrementally will help the world right well you know all of us you know sophia and Luke, like we we all we're all south bay representatives right we all live in the south bay so um we we are very fortunate enough what's up richard we're, we're very fortunate enough to to live in a in a community where we're 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 kind of international you know like mm-hmm. i was born in tijuana and we go to tj a lot so um not a lot of people in the country can say that we like we live here we live it you know, in the world, so, uh, really. Yeah. So, so people like us, we get to, we get to do, we get to do that. You know, that's, that's part of the, it's a privilege. And so we, we get to be on both sides of the border. And, uh, and to me, like what you're saying, like stick in your lane, that's what we, that's, that's our lane is like, 
like I, I you know I was born in Tijuana and you know, grew up here and like, that's my lane is the, the people that I can relate to my community, these people here, you know, in San Isidro and South San Diego, Chile Vista National City, you know, like that's, that's our lane. And those are the people that we try to help. So there's a lot of groups doing stuff in, you know, in uh, North, North County and, you know, different areas, you know, and city heights and all this stuff. And, you know, I salute you, like do your thing. But I, you know, we're, we try to stay to, you know, in the South Bay because it's, it's who we are. It's who we know. It's our community. It's our backyard. And, and if you know, the, and, it, and if there was a, a a if there was a city in Colombia that was like Tijuana, it's Medellin, where where I'm from. So you know, I I, I feel a kinship to to the to Sassy. Maybe that's yeah. why I'm so I'm, I'm so uh, you know comfortable here in San Diego yeah. in, the, in the South Bay. And, and right. you, you have a point too when when you're talking about you know people uh, doing it. You know like you know, for the Instagram or for the picture or for the mm-hmm. video. Um, yeah, but there is, there's a lot of that. And, and, you know, to a point we, uh, we, we do it. And at the same time, we try not to do it. There's a lot of stuff that we don't um, film or we don't get on camera, mm-hmm. but honestly, like we, we live in a visual visual society now and people want to see, what you're doing. What did you do with the toys I gave yeah. you? Well, here, check yeah. out this video. You can yeah. see your, your toys going into the hands of these kids. You know, what did you do with the bikes we donated? Well, here you go. You get to see, it. you know, and, and it sucks yeah. that it has to be like that sometimes, but um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that, that, that you don't see, you know, there's a, they're just in the everyday life of, of the stuff that uh, Ricardo and Araceli do in, in, in TJ. It's like on an everyday basis, they're, they're blessing someone and they're, they're, they're giving um, whether it's socks or whether it, like they're con- connecting with people and they're giving and they're loving on these people. So it's, it's not just about, you know, Hey, here's a toy. Um, you know, it's about actually getting to know some of these people and kind of loving on them where they're at. So it's, 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 it's a little different, but uh, there's a lot of stuff that, that, that we don't record or doesn't, you know, go on Instagram mm-hmm. and stuff that we don't talk about that. We just, you, you gotta yes. put you gotta put stuff out there to hold yourself accountable you and to yeah, show people. But but, but yeah. there is a line between that and just doing it for the cloud and doing it yeah. for for exactly. the likes and stuff like that. All right, guys, we are live here with Ruben Torres. Love thy neighbor. Um, go to uh, love thy neighbor uh, movement to the donate now button this this Saturday, September tenth at noon. YMCA, Borderview YMCA, San Diego from 10 to 2. There's going to be 10 to 5. There's going to be um, music. There's going to be DJs, local celebrities, <laughs> community. Uh, drive by, slow down, throw a toy out the window, stop and say <laughs> hi. Get involved with Love Thy Neighbor Organization for year round. I'm ecstatic that we got some of our uh, viewers to donate today. Um, yes, that's, making, that, that's making me very happy. So, Ruben, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, like you. I said, uh, feel free to, to hit me up. We'll we'll figure out some way that me and my team um, can take some of the kids that, that you guys work here locally, you know, get them working on something, man, for the for either for some PSAs for the organization yeah. or just, just having some fun making movies, making videos, whatever we can bring to that. Yeah. I am happy let's, to help. Let's get creative. Let's, let's yeah. do some stuff. Let's yeah, and if it. you and if I and and if I can't make it down there, if you guys get some footage while you're down there, 
figure out a way to get it to me and 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 I'll help and just so you don't so, so just so you don't have to spend your time with it I can help you guys out put putting some videos together edit some stuff for you whatever you uh, guys need you know we have a bunch of stuff on our phones out of Sally was just telling me yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, fifteen thousand photos on her. Yeah, guys, yeah. <laughs> put 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 that shit on a Google Drive and send yeah. it to me, and I'll try to put something together for you guys. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to do like like I said, incremental things. The the, the yeah. least that I can do, even though I'm busy, um, promoting yeah, that, it, that helping you guys out, and we will continue to promote you guys on future mm-hmm. streams. Uh, love thy neighbor. Uh, love thy neighbor movement.com. Ruen, thank you again for 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 stopping by. Yeah, uh, good luck so on much, Saturday. Ruen. Thank you guys. We'll see you guys on Saturday, hopefully. Hopefully we'll see you guys on Saturday, 17th. Uh, you, you could bring the, the, the Deadpool and the tortilla blanket. Oh, this one? Yeah? You want, you want to take this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all right. I'll think about it. They're kind of my staple, Ruben. I don't know. That's all right. Yeah, That's all right. You don't, you, you don't, you don't need it. You can bring the minions and all those. Oh, yeah. We got minions. Oh, look, yeah, I got yeah. all the Funkos. Look. There's so many look. 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 Funkos. Let's see what yeah, you got. Huh? Oh. Well, I got, I got, I got, well, I got some good. I got like uh Chichin Chong. I got the oh, Chespirito. I got, nice. I got a bunch. Trust me. For kids. Yeah. Half the Funkos are going in the bag and going there for the tender. Right? We're going to. Oh, I might uh, end up keeping this. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it has to go through the Ruben filter first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Oh. Ruben, thank you for stopping by, man. Yeah. Appreciate no, it. Thank you, thank you for everything. Best of luck. We all appreciate it. All right, guys, and, th- and thank you for everybody that's donated so far uh, to the. It's yes. good. Let's keep oh, donating, yeah. and we'll talk to you soon, Ruben. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. thank Later. You. All right. <clears throat> Love thy neighbor. Yes. God. Love them. God, they're amazing. Everything they do, I was just like dumbfounded. Defkiss eighty uh, three. Thank you very much for for stopping by. Thank you very much for the do- donation. Yeah. Uh, Keithan, Keithan thank you well. very much for stopping by. Thank you very much for the donation. Uh, Alaseli, thank you very much for stopping by. Uh, thank Can you for I all the work you do. Hopefully, I'll get to work with you guys moving forward. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah. I like how Keithan <sighs> says it's the end. Uh, it's the end result in, uh, that matters, in my opinion. I I agree. I also think that it's like necessary to uh, publicize it uh because of what you brought up of like how do people know where my where our money is going and stuff like that so it's always good to like take pictures and publicize but there is a line so you made a pretty good point there you know as as i often do yeah okay all right i'm taking that (laughs) right back sir jeez i can't compliment you once as one does all right uh, never mind Doc, let's check in on Doc, Doc Cam. Cam. What's, that? What's happening here? All right, let me see if we can get their right. attention. Baxter, okay. shy girl. Okay. Also, oh, see, they're there. They're like, hey, you always get on? his hopes up. You always get him to get up, and then you <laughs> do nothing. <laughs> Look at it. Look at Baxter. He just picks his head up. He's Baxter. He picks his head oh, up, and then God. he just right back to bed. He's like, nothing's yeah. happening. He's like, nothing's oh, I happening. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, he knows. Yeah, he knows. Give, He's give, known you for long enough. Yeah, no, uh, honey's still in a cone, so that's kind of fun. I don't have a dog cam. No dog cam for you. All right, yeah. let's um, let's uh, let's reset here. We did two <laughs> interviews today. Ooh, I know. I got a little Thank quiet you. on that second one. I'm tired. Thank people. you. Um, and then we're still giving away some movie tickets here. Type in mi gente mm-hmm. in the chat. Hashtag mi gente. We're we're testing out new giveaway tools. Two free tickets to any showing at the Digital Gym San Diego. Uh, mm-hmm. downtown san diego uh we'd love to give away some tickets to our friends 
Uh, hey, thanks for yeah. stopping by. Connected with Dutchie. Thank you guys. Hey, and if you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the 2AM Burrito channel. Everybody that's Maybe. watching on YouTube, that, that helps us out a ton. So we can yeah. keep sharing your stuff. Cetera, and again, put hashtag Michente to be on the giveaway because I think so far we've only gotten one person. Yeah, correct. Karina's like nobody do Cari it. So yeah, Karina's like nobody do it. <laughs> Man, <laughs> hashtag Michente, just put it in the chat and you will be um, in the running for a giveaway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do giveaway. it now. Yeah, yeah, thank you, yeah, Mello. Yeah, Mello thank you, always Mello. wins. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's gonna definitely win. All right. Um, any personal or other news while as we move on here? Uh, personal news. My, uh, yeah, I am going on vacation for the next mm -hmm. week, but it will be two Thursdays. So we will be missing two Thursdays. I know you will miss us. <laughs> um, and I'm going to miss doing this, honestly, two, two weeks. That's sad. Right. So we'll Pero be back, Cancun. back on the, back on the 29th after Christmas then, right? So we'll yes, do, sir. we'll be doing the we'll end do of the year stream. We'll do one more year and then uh, we'll, we'll pretty much be back on, on Thursday schedule after that. Right. Yeah, yeah. For January. Big right, end of the year stream. Tune in for that one. We're going to go over everything that went on this year, <laughs> which was a we lot. Should, we, should, we should. All right. Um, Good. What about you? Personal news. Sad news today. Um, I got a confirmation that my favorite non-sugary soft drink has stopped production. No. Uh, no. So by B BAI is a company and they made they made this this bomb ass uh it's only like five calories, one gram of sugar by mm -hmm. bubbles. They had some awesome flavors, Bogota Blackberry, they had a, a, a blood orange one, and they were like since I was diabetic, they were like my absolute favorite number one drink. Like I could drink these all day instead of soda. Mm -hmm. And they were on Amazon and it was they were kind of expensive. They were like 20 bucks for like a 12 pack but they were really they were really really so fucking good and they were like the perfect <sighs> soda replacement they stopped showing up on amazon all of a sudden and then people were now you can get them on they're charging nine dollars for one can because they stopped production on them and i finally reached out to the company on twitter and they sent me back a, a message and they said that they're done producing them and if you look at their pages, <clears throat> so I'm trying to publicly shame buy bubbles and say, you got to start making this shit again, because this is the absolute best drink for diabetics ever. Ah, uh, all right. Ever, all right. ever. That's going to be our so new cause. So buy bubbles. We need to bring it back. We need to start the ground root effort to get you guys to start producing these drinks again. So I'm very, so that's my sad personal news. Yes. My, my, and I haven't had it in a while, so I've sort of gotten used to it, but I'm like, yeah, they'll come back. They'll come back. They'll come back. Is it okay. The, is it the flavor or what is it compared to LaCroix? Cause I love LaCroix. LaCroix is, it feels like, like, like a seltzer bottle just drove by where some strawberries were hanging out. Right. It's kind of like, yeah, it like it had a waft. Yeah. A waft it on there. Uh -huh. No, this was like actually legit good soda replacement it was it was sweet enough that 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 you liked it but it wasn't it didn't have a, a ton of a ton of sugar so hmm. that was definitely my favorite um bring it back bring, bring it back. back bring it back we got two entries so far mi gente uh hey junkie says what's up junkies barbara so okay. uh, hey. um mi gente in the chat for that um yeah. other than that um we're going to be gone for a couple of weeks. Um, let's just cover a couple of quick things that we have here.
before yeah. we let everybody go and then and then we'll be out of your way if anybody has any anything they want to talk about just put it in but the chat. i i will say we're going to be gone for two weeks but we're still going to be uploading there's quite a bit of uh streams that we still need to upload to the other platforms right? like spotify apple and all that stuff so is it still going to be one upload a week we did two, we did two streams today we did two streams today. So, but the thing of it is this one is not going to be, well, you know what? Honestly, even without the toy drive, it's still relevant to talk about the the organization. Yeah. So, so I think we can still upload it because I think, you know, even if, if people can't get there, they can still donate and they can still sort of get involved with it later on. Yeah, they so can I'd, follow uh, social medias um, and see yeah. other upcoming events. So, yeah. So we're still going to be uploading to Spotify. What? What do you want, dog? Um, we're still going to be uploading to... What do you... Yeah. What? Go! Also. Also. Be also. Rude. So post, run, what? He's also, like, why are you talking... Why, why are you talking to yourself? I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to like eight people here. All right. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we'll still be, we'll still be re re releasing, uh, releasing that. Um, all right. Oh yeah. Good question here. Uh, Keith, let's start off with that. All right. I'm going to open the door for this door, but I'm gonna let yeah. you answer this question, Sophia. Sure. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Let's get your answer. Well, listen, right, okay. I don't cancel me. I don't have one. <laughs> I'm not a huge Christmas person. I, I will say if I had to pick. I'm in love with Elf. I do love watching Elf. And I watched it for the first time like two years ago. So still very obsessed with it. Mm, I know I'm missing a lot. There's a lot more that I've watched that I can't think of any right now. Um, as a child, I used to love Unaccompanied Minors. That's <coughs> technically a Christmas film. Used to be a favorite. But um, yeah, I'm more of a Halloween person, personally. Elf is great, right? Yeah. Here, great. Is that your favorite? Elf is your favorite? I just had to choose one, and I think that's like the freshest one in my brain. I'm not a big Christmas person, is what I'm saying. Um, does Trading Places... Here, I'll show you guys why it's my favorite. Hold on. Okay. Trading Places. Am I just like the worst movie viewer? Because I don't think I've watched it. Trading Places. Googles it. Uh... Oh, okay. I think I watched it when I was younger. Is that a, is that a Christmas movie though? Is it? Somebody vote. Nothing like uh, the holidays is one of my favorite. Ooh, okay. I'll have to Google that one and watch it as well. What about those? Uh, there was those films, right? Like, oh no, that was Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve. Um, I don't think there was a Christmas one made out of that one. Let's see. No. What are some Christmas movies? I'm like blanking in all Christmas movies, and I swear I've watched. I just knocked over, over a bunch of stuff. Of I, I just knocked it. over a bunch what of stuff it? trying to. Well, I have. Well, Trading Places takes place at at at. I guess. Um, Die, Die Hard. hard. <laughs> um, Trading Places takes place during Christmas, and there's that scene where um, where he's in a Santa suit. And he's eating a piece of sal uh, salmon on the bus, and it's getting like it's all mixed up with his beard. I have a pop. Oh. I have a pop of that scene from that movie, but I can't. I have so many of these fuckers that I can't find out. I will clothes. allow it then. Yes. <laughs> so I love that. Die Hard, uh, Training Places can work. Classic Eddie Murphy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, nothing yep. like the holidays. 
Oh yeah, I was gonna do that. <sighs> Nothing like the holidays. Home Alone, obviously. Yeah, that one's a classic. Do you think that there's a difference between a? Do you think that there's a difference between the definition of what a Christmas movie is versus a movie? Because basically, people the, the the argument with Die Hard is it takes place during Christmas, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the elements of a Christmas movie. Like it's a wonderful life is the definition of a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. You know, uh Scrooged is a is one another favorite, you know. The Grinch. Thank you for saying that in the chat. Yes. The, the Grinch. Yeah, I love the Grinch. Uh the the Grinch, etc. Uh things like that. Those those have more, but you know, like a nightmare before Christmas is like technically, yeah. A Halloween Christmas movie. I do always get very confused. Is that technically a Christmas movie or a Halloween yeah. movie? So that's a good question for is chat vote, a, please. If there's a, is there a difference between a Christmas movie and yeah. a movie that takes place during Christmas? I say yes. Like, I, I vote yes. There's a difference. By that definition, then you would be like, oh, Die Hard's not really a Christmas movie. It's an action mm-hmm. movie that takes place during Christmas. You can almost say the same thing about Home Alone. It's kind of like a a movie that takes, but it is, a, that one is kind of more borderline, you know? Yeah. Cause it has snow and it has all the Christmassy <laughs> things. There's lights. <laughs> I don't so know. So it's reindeer game. Uh, they're like the Grinch and you know, um, so yeah, I, 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 do you have, well, let me ask you this. Do you have any Christmas traditions for you or for anybody else in the chat? Uh, do I have any, um, not I mean nothing out of the ordinary. When we were kids, we would go get the tree and, decorate it my mom recently started a tradition this year um Mm -hmm. which is the day after thanksgiving we go over to her house because she lives with her husband um and she just wants the whole family to go and decorate the tree together so i think we're gonna do that moving forward it's kind of nice what about you no uh, my christmas traditions uh we well my dad was uh atheist um and my mom and their family they were religious and but we moved around i never really had growing up i was never really in one place from year to year i moved around so much when i was young that i was never in the same place so there was never like traditions i would go to a friend's houses mostly for thanksgiving and christmas mm-hmm. so i kind of would latch on to their traditions but I haven't put up a Christmas tree in like 20 years or, or anything like that. I don't have it. I give, I give, I give my people their presents early uh-huh. and, uh, and, and then just kind of go from there. So. I mean, I would argue that uh, uh, most people that celebrate Christmas are not actual Christians. Like it's just one of those things that you do for vibes and the season. And you're like, let's get a tree. Yeah. We don't really do any Jesus month. stuff. Leave a tree up for the month. <laughs> Yes, Stephkus, yes. Melo says a Christmas movie is whatever makes you get into the holiday spirit. I like that. I like that viewpoint. Yeah. Um, Edward Scissorhands is a Christmas film as a night where before Christmas. Edward Scissorhands is one of my favorite movies of all time. You know. Uh, Mello. uh, Yeah, check out Mello. She's working on a 263-foot mural for City Houts. uh, Whoa. If we're in the spirit of giving artist, check out. check, Check it out. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen some of the progress. It's good thing. Uh, you gotta you gotta make a movie called Drunk Uncle Xmas. <laughs> the uh yeah. on Uncle. Oh my god. <laughs> you had to get political. <laughs> Qing on Uncle for Christmas. Well, now with the Yadolf, you know, not Yadolf. Christmas. All right. So um 
All right, so Brittany Greer got released. Yeah, I saw that. She's she's coming back. She's but coming man, back. How long has it been? It's I feel like it's been almost 200 and 200 292 days. Fuck, that's mm, that's tragic. So, it, what's interesting to me is just kind of seeing uh the reaction of uh, you know, the uh radical let's go Brandon crowd because Brittany is a like six foot nine black lesbian, right? Mm-hmm. And she's she she goes to Russia because the WNBA doesn't pay that much. Mm-hmm. She goes there as a lot of WNBA and NBA players go um, because they have a league and they pay them mm-hmm. better than they pay them in the U.S. She takes two. I mean, and as I sit here in my privileged California legal state, she takes yep. two marijuana vapes with her, which she had done in the past. And she gets a nine-year prison sentence for smuggling drugs. Um, and if you get caught with weed in Russia, you can get at the max a 15-day sentence, which most of the time they don't enforce, and you just pay a fine, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but if you hear anybody that's you know right-wing talk about it, it's like, how dare we exchange a war criminal? for a drug smuggler that hates America and she knelt before the national anthem and she Brittany is a, is an activist, right? Um, so the right is currently mad if I'm getting this correct, because (laughs) president Biden did an exchange. And if you remember the Nicholas cage movie, God of war, it was about this guy who is a a Russian arms dealer Mm -hmm. who got caught in the U.S. and they put him in jail. The reason he got put in jail was not because he was a terrorist or an arms dealer. It was because he was taking away business from the CIA. It was the he was the competition. So the U.S. arrested him, and he's been in jail. He was going to get out in a couple of years. Brittany got a nine-year sentence, and they negotiated and they got her out versus releasing him. Mm-hmm. They're very mad right now that President Biden didn't get uh, a. There's a guy called Paul Whelan. Who is mm-hmm. an ex-marine? So a lot of the a lot of the posts that you're seeing is, you know, like it's a lot of happy she's free, but there's also a lot of stuff that was like, um, you know, why did the why did the president leave um, a marine <clears throat> behind enemy lines and instead brought somebody home that hates America? You know, okay, it's it's uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The fact of the matter is the other guy that they're so that they're all in uproar about was mm-hmm. arrested in 2018. Who was president in 2018? Uh, was it Obama? No. Was that Trump? Was it Trump? That was Trump. That was Trump. That was Trump. Yeah. Jeez. So Trump was president for two years while this guy, Paul, was locked up in Russia. Didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. He, he released 5000 Taliban fighters, but he couldn't get this one guy out of Russia, even though he's Putin's best friend. Right. Yeah. So that's so you you can't say shit there because your president had two years to get them out. He didn't. You can't now get mad because Biden didn't get them out. Also, Paul Whelan, who was an ex-Marine, was a CIA asset, got caught in Russia with mm-hmm. $80,000. He said he was there for a wedding. And of course, every time I go to a wedding in Russia, I take 80 grand. Yeah. Got caught in a hotel room with a Russian asset and he had a collection of various passports, which means he was a spy. (gasps) 
If you go to Russia under espionage and you are a spy, they're going to lock you up. There is no equivalency to saying we should have taken the spy instead of the WNBA basketball player, right? Yeah. So, So this is a very clear-cut example of the hypocrisy here in in play in as much as there was somebody who was a prisoner when Trump was president. He didn't get him out, but now Biden is the bad guy because he didn't get him out. Mm -hmm. And how dare you rescue an American black woman instead of a CIA spy? I just thought Mm -hmm. it was kind of interesting how it's being framed and they are losing. So the family and even the family of Paul Whelan applauded president saying, Hey, it's success. It's the right decision. Russia was never going to let Paul Whelan go. They wanted, they wanted the Victor out the, the, the Russian prisoner we had, but they were never going to let Paul Whelan, somebody that they caught spying on Russia. Yeah. In exchange for somebody that got caught with two grams of, of weed. Yeah. So, So that's, that's number one there. Um, but, but thankfully she's been exchanged for this guy. Um, and obviously as, uh, look, let's see what this guy says. It's absolutely absolutely flat flat out fucking fucking disgusting. disgusting. This This is is one of our own. own. How could you be upset upset about one of our own fucking coming home? home. I don't give a shit if she says she hates this country. country. This is actually a reverse one. Okay. This guy's happy about it. Uh, but there's a bunch of people, uh, there's a bunch of people happy. Her wife was at the White House. She's on a plane. Mm-hmm. She was home. So welcome home, Brittany. Yeah. I don't know how people could be upset over this. It's like almost a year away from your wife and kids. There's just nothing to be upset about. It's the whole whataboutism where Biden just can't do anything right. Um, the right just loves to. Yeah, they're losing elections. They just Yeah, they just love to knock everything that he does, whether it's positive or negative. They're just they. I always see it as a negative regardless. So, Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's optics that Poon is worried about. He'll let wheeling out eventually. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely that, but, but he's definitely, he's a, what we call, what, what were they calling them? A passport enthusiast. Listen, <laughs> you, you don't have 80 grand in cash in a hotel room in Russia with really? a bag full of passports, unless you you're doing, you're doing a trade, unless you're doing some trade craft, you know, <laughs> I mean, you're doing, you're doing some stuff over there. Um, so, so yeah, so let's, so let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, let me see what else we had. All right. So, so there was a attempted coup in Germany. What? Jeez. I am, uh, not informed of world news. Tell me about it, Luis. Uh, Germany, uh, there is a, the, the German police, uh, arrested 25 people that were trying to um, under arrest, including 22 suspected members of a terrorist organization. Their goal was to take over the German government and put their people in positions of power and just basically be like, we're in charge now. Um, and this is obviously, you know, far right uh, German. Uh, they're trying to bring back Nazism and stuff like that. Uh, Prince mm-hmm. Heinrich, a bunch of stuff. They're basically their basic. Um, their basic concept is that anything that happened in Germany after 1918 is invalid in terms of the constitution. So they're trying to take it back to like pre-World War One stuff. Yeah. And here I thought the Nazis were only in the States. Wow. No, the Nazis are everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And Peru as well. Uh, there was a, 
Yeah. It's, I don't have all the story. We can probably cover this a little bit more after, uh, after, after, um, after we come back, but basically leftist, um, work leftist president elected by 51% in mm-hmm. Peru. Um, there was a whole bunch of problems in the government. He attempted a coup himself. Then he got, then they, they recouped him and it's a whole big fucking thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay. Kanye <laughs> likes Nazis. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going with Yadolf for his yeah. name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kanye went on uh, a bunch of other sides. That guy McGinnis, who was the guy that founded Vice, the Alex Jones interview was insane. Yeah. He would have to make like eight <laughs> graduations for people I... to give him. I just feel like there's no coming back. There's no way that he comes back from it. Alex Jones. It's like so funny watching the interview, knowing knowing how far right and extremist Alex Jones is. And I love just seeing him be like, but you mean like their outfits, right? Like you don't love Nazis. You love their outfits, right? He's like, no, I love Nazis. When Alex Jones is giving you outs, Alex Jones is literally like, no, dude, you got to use the dog whistles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hugo Boss. I mean, fuck Hugo Boss, right? Hugo Boss to find your out, right? You like, you're not a Nazi, right? You just like their uniforms. He's like, no, no, no. I I love Hitler. And Nick Fuentes is like, no, you the Zionists, white liberals, uh, you know, the mafia, the the cultural elites. Yeah. He's like, no, the Jews. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, no, no, no. He's like, no, Hitler did a lot of great things. Oh my God, dude, how do you look? And it goes, he's, he's, a, he's, his hypocrisy is self-constrained because at one, at one point he's saying, I'm a Christian and we love everybody. The only people that are still riding with Kanye are the people that are really like on this, like, oh no, if you're a Christian, you have to love everybody regardless of what they do. There's good in everybody, right? That's the basic concept. And at the same time, but I think there should be a Hitler clause, honestly. There can't be, you can't, there can't be just a blanket. There's good in everybody. There's no, there's no coming back. There's no like, oh, you killed 6 million people, but you invented freeways and Volkswagen. And he didn't even invent Which freeways. Which is not even that. true. Yeah, yeah. And no, no. Once you start Look, pra- praising the, the genocidal megalomaniac that Hitler was, you, you've, you've lost all credibility, sir. I will say, like not I said before, any. That the whole thing about his trainer and about people that wanted to put him on lithium and put him on drugs to control him is absolutely mm-hmm. true. That's something that definitely happens. But for some reason, Kanye got it into his head that, and I think like the the gay fish episode from South Park is so prevalent right now because it, mm-hmm. it just made him like, I'm a musical genius, I'm a genius, I'm a god, this and that. He really started to believe that himself. He thinks he's the best person to be president. And then he associated himself with all these rejects from the Republican like fringe. Yeah. And they're all using him to get more of their message. Like Nick Fuentes is a little piece of shit. He's a little racist incel. piece of shit. He's a little <laughs> incel piece of shit. And someone's giving him a platform. Yeah. And somehow he's flying around in private jets with Kanye going all these places and and that was the the most cringiest part is when Kanye would say something cringe and you could see just Nick Fuentes they're like hee, 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 like just sitting yeah. there like literally like yes Kanye yes let the hate flow through you 
Um, so man, he has he has I don't know that I've seen a superstar like a mega icon mm-hmm. billionaire and he yes. lost like 70% of his money and he's just plummeted. Yep. Um <clears throat> by his own doing. It's crazy. It's like he keeps digging. <laughs> he just keeps digging in a hole. Yeah, and and his um and I, I think we talked about it probably several months ago. His uh, several months ago, we were. I was talking about that. I was watching the the Kanye documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. that was made by his friend that was following around when he was coming up, and I thought it was a really great documentary. And um, and so to see where he came from and what how he how how he was and and just kind of where he was, it's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. In all seriousness, uh, Kanye is really mentally gone on media is reporting on him like he's in the right state. No, I, 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 I believe that I believe that that he is gone, but I don't think any amount of mental health uh, issues ever made somebody a racist when they weren't or a Nazi when they weren't. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think that 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 yeah, that both things can be true. He's not in his mental state. They need to stop putting cameras in his faces. Mm-hmm. They need to. He needs to just. He needs to go chill out in Wyoming on his ranch and create horrible, horrible shoes, uh, <laughs> because there's there's yeah. nothing. Uh, there's nothing. He needs to take a break. So uh, we shall see. When we come back in two weeks, this might be. Who knows what's going to happen? He's entered the Tyson's the Tyson zone. Like the Tyson the Tyson zone is like any like you know. There's a time when Mike Tyson was so crazy that you people could tell you anything you know mike tyson was walking mm-hmm. around times squares with a lion on a chain oh shit i believe it. it's mike tyson it could have happened yeah. um so he's entered the tyson zone but it could be called the kanye zone soon so yeah. you know that is, is not ever... to... oh, sorry no continue go for it i will however say uh-huh if he wants to come on the show oh my god Luis, <laughs> no, no. I'm, just I'm just i'm just kidding we <laughs> He, he would last two seconds because he, he I, w- I would, I come on. We couldn't, we, we couldn't just let him spew. No, he would like get that. so annoyed of us. He would, yeah. yeah no. he would, he would if there mad. ever was um, an argument pro conservative ship, uh, I, I say, this is the case. I say free Britney and lock of Cotney, please. Just somebody, he needs help. Somebody <laughs> help him. Absolutely. Um, Def kiss says I live in Florida and there are a lot of light Kanye's and even Latin extreme right wingers. Yeah. Ooh. Look, the the Latino extreme is uh, that's wild. It's a thing. It's a thing in Texas. It's a thing in Florida. It's even a thing in California, man. There, there, there's, <clears throat> there's, you know, Latinos yeah. like the uh, African American are not a monolith. There's, there's all kinds of them. Some of them are self hating. Some of yeah. them are pro Trump. It's a thing. And then, yeah, um, my, I'm afraid it's not going to end well for him. I, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But I'm also, you know, kind of don't care about. <laughs> Sadly, like whatever happens, happens. He's building his own, um, I don't know, demise, I guess. But it's like, like the this is that's that meme where it's like me reaping, me sowing. Yeah, yeah, me sowing. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. No, I, I, what I just can't fathom is like, I'm done, dude. Like, I hate the fact that extreme right wingers tend <laughs> to just they feel so like they're like anti-establishment. They, they feel so punk rock, right? By saying all the racist, hateful shit that they say. You're not punk rock. We live in a capitalist society. It, when there is money in politics and there's people who are at the top that own the capital it, in capitalism, 
then you are not punk rock when you are also being more authoritarian and more capitalistic. That's just not it. They like to think they are and they're going against the grain because they're not woke, because they're pandering against woke culture. But the culture war and the economic war, they're all separate. They're separate. Okay. So even if you're a white redneck from the Midwest and you're at the bottom, like just not making barely any income, barely getting by, you're getting fucked by the same people at the top. But they like to redirect your attention and your hatred to people that are racially minorities because then you can be angry at somebody else. But that's a fucking dog whistle. That is not actual, like, it doesn't benefit you. And I hate, I'm tired of seeing right-wingers just like seething, so angry at these causes that don't actually affect you. What actually affects you would be some economic policy change. But no, no one ever fucking does that. No one ever talks about it because you're too busy being anti-Semitic. So I'm tired of them just thinking like, oh, I'm anti-woke. That means I'm fucking punk rock, right? Like I'm I'm against the establishment. I'm against them big. I'm media. an edgelord. No, you're not. Yeah, like you're not an edgelord. You're going, you're you're submitting to the fucking edgelords. You're submitting to the capitalistic gods. Okay. So like, no, you're not punk rock and you're not pro-free speech at the end of the day. Because an authoritarian nope. Hitler Nazi regime is not pro-free speech. So I'm sorry. All right, you're not fucking punk rock. You're not doing shit. You're causing harm. The yeah, end. if your whole if your whole yeah, absolutely. If your whole identity is free speech to the detriment of everything else, like if your if your whole if your whole personality is based on everybody should get to say whatever horrible thing they want, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm basing my entire personality on. That's why they were all so insane, and that's why it's so. And that's why I'll never leave Twitter because it was just so much fun to just see in real time all the stuff that was happening with Elon because he came on and he said, "I'm pro free speech." Yeah, and it's comedy is legal again. As soon as people started making fun of him, he would ban their accounts. Exactly, free free speech is here. All right, Uh, blue check marks for everybody. It was a fucking shit show. we're going to unban all these accounts. We're bringing Trump back. Trump can come back because he's he started his own place now. Now, why would he come back to Twitter? He would have to admit that True Social failed. Um, and basically, Elon is recognizing in real time because as soon as he said, free speech, free for all, go ahead and say the N-word. Go ahead and say anything you want. Be as vitriolic as you can. And then he realized, oh, fuck, all the advertisers want to leave now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, guess what? The moderation tools that we had. So he's realizing in real time Mm-hmm. why the people who created Twitter had put all these things in place because they had to, because they wanted to make money. Um, mm-hmm. And let's not forget that he was forced to buy Twitter for 44 billion. And the, the, the Elon Musk rats, they're just like, Oh, he's so brilliant. You would never, you could never make a deal for 44 million billion. You don't know what's going on. No, he was forced to buy the company. He said he would buy it. He backed out. A court forced him to buy it, and now he's trying to salvage him shit. But it is kind of fun to watch it all go down in flames. Last one out, tweet out yeah. the lights, is what I've been saying. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and and my thing has always been for politics is everybody, we're all hypocrites to some degree, and it just and it just shows up in different things. Right. But also it's that humility that makes because right wingers don't show the same humility. They don't show the like um, devil's advocate. We may be wrong. We can maybe debate. We can maybe talk. It's always like you're wrong. I'm right. I'm big. You're small. 
So I don't know, even when you have that humility of like, oh, but we are hypocrites. I don't know. I mean, you could say that, but it just pisses me off that there's people on the opposition that don't see it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. All right. So that's enough. That's enough. Yay. That's enough politics. Uh, <laughs> a, couple, a couple of other things I want to know. This is a cool thread, but I don't think we have time for it. I'm going to share it in the stream because mm-hmm. I know uh, Keith and other people are big movie fans. It's a best. Mm. It's a it's a it's a thread of best opening scenes in movie history. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of that. So I'm going to share that with you guys just in case you guys want to check that out. Awesome. All right. Uh, and then uh, the only other couple of things here I wanted to talk about is, and we can actually talk about this when we come back. Uh, there is a class of newly elected uh, Latinos in Congress that sets a record. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll cover that. The new Congress starts in January. So as I move it from our episode 29 to episode 30 tab, which mm-hmm. is why I always have a million tabs. Um Let's see. This was an interesting one. Oh, okay. Oh, no, Are we going to talk about the Jenna Ortega thing? Uh, we have this. Let's do a little palate cleanser first. A black little palate cleanser here. This video lives rent free in my head. And everybody's saying, what's up, boom? Hey, what's happening? Where the bitch is at, though? You're saying we're trying to kick it? Wait, so why haven't you blocked her from... I blocked her already. I can't do that. What she every new post. Oh. 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 How the fuck are we going to play that role? Oh, she's trying to run a sanitation? Murder was a case? Murder was a case. Don't run that. Then just leave it. She's probably weird. She's a weirdo. She's like, I'm addicted to this shit. I don't know why I can't explain it to you. You're addicted to bitches punching you in the face? Why are you scared of her? Look at your face. You look scared. Black with the homies. What's up, fool? I don't know. Domestic violence. Domestic violence. Oh, murder was the case. <coughs> it's real out there, man. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, okay. Uh, these are the people that showed up to protest a drag show in Columbus. Um, Ohio and caused it to cancel. This is terrorism. Where is the DOJ? This is clear violation of civil rights by neo-Nazis. Um, here's another clip of them dancing YMCA. These are the Proud Boys, oh. which sounds like like a pro gay they're rights proud. group. Yes, and they're singing YMCA, which somehow was adopted by Trump. That um, maybe the gayest thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. No. Well, there was another gay thing. I think this is on here as well. Because uh, okay, I don't well, think they're I, making I, the point they want to make I, here. I always have to play this video when I see it. Oh yes, the big events. So it's so gonna it's be gonna it's gonna be, be navy blue, blue tops and khaki, khaki bottoms. bottoms. Um, if, if you if you're wearing jeans, don't, don't bother, bother showing, showing up because, because if we don't, don't match, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be scary. If I see a bunch of people wearing khakis, then it's scary. But if it's a bunch of people wearing khakis and Fred wearing jeans, not scary. They're not gonna be scared. Now the aesthetic we're going for is Ku Klux Klan, bitch, but it's at best spot. You feel me? So we really need to lean into that aesthetic because that's what we've committed to. Right. 
Uh, furthermore, I saw the cutest little um, clear serving platters. They're like big clear plates at the Dollar Tree. Um, and I went ahead and picked a bunch of those up. And I take you a little handle on the back. So we'll all have um, the cutest little shields. They're not, they're not actually good for protecting anything, but they do make us look like little... Like, like little, little soldiers. soldiers. Um, it's, it's also important that everyone be wearing a mask. mask. And I know I, know I get it. We hate masks. masks but this, this is for our physical protection more than anything else. else. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a really, really bright, bright day. day. And, and um, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, but, but uh, a lot of us are a little pale. pale. Mm -hmm. So, so safety, safety first. Yes. That skin's got to be covered up. And sunglasses, too. Oh, God. What else? Oh, 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 oh. Heat. If you, if you could, could bring, bring that, that drum, drum that you bought, you bought for your son, and if, and if you, you could, could just hit it, it at random moments, moments I, think, I, think, I think we did a good job, you guys. I think it's going to be very successful. I think, I think A, we're going to look cute as fuck. Fuck, fuck yeah. Oh, and, uh, and uh, if you, you have, have knee pads, pads I, think I think you should, you should probably, probably wear them. Why do we need knee pads? Just in case. Just in case of what? Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. I love this guy. Because if we don't match, we're not going to be scary. We're not going to be scary. No, well, there's <clears throat> there's the video, uh, oh. and I, I, thought, I thought it was on this uh, on this on this thread, but there's a video. Uh, oh, this is this is the picture of the Proud Boys where they where they they wrote stuff on their butts. Anti, fuck, Antifa, An probably. Yeah, fuck, okay. fuck Antifa. Or is so it, gay. is this where you want Antifa to fuck you? Is this what you're saying? I think like, is, so. <gasps> this is so like, gay. Like how do you how do you make a decision? You know what we should do is wear skirts or kilts, whoever you're going. Those look more like skirts than kilts to me. And what we'll do is we'll get one of us to to write on our butts. Yeah. Fuck Antifa. Yeah. And then we'll show everybody our ass at the parade. But they look so scary. <laughs> and they're supposed to be scary, but this is this is the gayest thing I've ever seen in my Bro, life. Bro, homophobics are truly the gayest people on earth. Like, if you're, if gay shit is just in your brain, rent-free, 24-7, you're probably gay. Okay? Yeah. You care so much. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Please, gay people. Uh, and But, 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 but let's, but, but here's the thing, man. The thing is, they're so homophobic and they're so scared of things that they don't understand or they don't yeah. believe but they they're dangerous right yeah that's and and that's where the terrorism aspect does come in because as much as we can joke about it and you know it, it when people start shooting up a nightclub you know actually getting physically violent and it's it's a it's a terrorist group yeah and they're also they're 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 shutting down they're 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 shooting up. They're shooting up power stations. To forty thousand people lost power a few about a week ago because they shot up a power station so that the part of town that was hosting a drag show would be without power. <clears throat> you see the stuff that they fixate on. It's like, do they even know what actual grooming is? Like they just kind of no, get a topic uh, they don't understand what they don't understand what woke is how would they understand no. what <laughs> they don't understand what woke means they don't understand what grooming means like I, we talked about this grooming literally means meeting somebody when they're a child and getting into their head early so that when they're of age they'll they'll want to be with you if you want to say that that being gay and existing 
grooms kids or that showing a gay relationship in a Disney movie or a lesbian kiss in a Disney movie is grooming, then you have to also say that 99% of media, which emphasizes and promotes heteronormative cis relationships is Mm -hmm. also grooming or taking your kids to church. church. Yeah. Indoctrinating is grooming. You, you, the word loses all meaning if you just want it to mean what you want. So just like woke grooming, they have zero idea of what the word actually means or how, how hypocritical they look by using it. Mm hmm. So, yeah. But it, Imagine if someone shoots up a church or turns off the lights or whatever because you're grooming children, bro. Just, just stop it. You, you look stupid. Right. And then the other thing was there was a cop and he was high fiving a uh, uh, one of the protesters, and he was like, "Oh, we're just, trying, we're just Sorry. trying to, we're just trying to promote, uh, we're just trying to promote." Uh, this is a, this is a really great video that I saw as well. When you got when when Trump yes. does that little, little thing, <laughs> Trump, oh my god, I love the comment section. Is it, um, oh no, <laughs> I love that. Somebody send that to him. <laughs> when Trump does his little, his little I would things. pay to see his reaction to this video. Oh my god, somebody, somebody, big money sent sent that out to to True Social and and put it out there. <laughs> he still hasn't there. come back to Twitter, huh? He's not coming back to Twitter. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, true social site. All right, one last one last more. one last thing about the gays and then uh and then we'll move on here. This is a yeah. video. And look, man. If you're gay, you're gay. <laughs> what what are you going to do about it? What's... They're so scared though. They're so scared and homophobic and self-hating that they got to <laughs> just let their anger out on people who are happy, happily living as you know, they're crazy, uh, so. Jeff says, I always thought how crazy Florida is. We got Disney and a ton of gay people. Yeah, damn, there's so many right wingers. Yeah, Florida's a whole yeah. thing, man. I props to you for for toughing it out out there. All right, yeah. so this this is another video that we're talking about here. Uh, this faithful Christian believes jerking off to gay porn turns you into Ted Bundy. What? This is why I had to actually completely stop watching porn and stop playing around with it. Um, the porn I was watching gradually as I watched over years upon years, it just kind of got darker and darker and waxed up. I never thought I'd be watching. And I'm sure there's a lot of you guys out there that are watching some porn that is, is something you never, ever thought you'd watching. Sixth grade, um, the porn I jumped into is weird categories, man. This is tough. Why are they playing the soundtrack to like Interstellar in the background? I know. Too? <laughs> 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 you know, as the just, Just like, like Ted Bundy, eventually the porn was not enough Ted Bundy. And he started, started actually doing the acts, and I started doing the acts. Never, never, never thought I would do something like that. You know what I'm saying? saying? And, uh, yeah, that's that's my, so he 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 said he got he was watching tranny porn when he was in when he was young, and then he just started watching straight gay porn, and and then he basically said he started having gay sex because of the because he was watching gay porn and he got. Oh, the self-hatred makes me sad. Know this, there's good news at the end of this. I, I, 
these two guys banged uh, each other after this. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like... Jesus found me, I found Jesus. I started to develop a relationship with Jesus. I realized that porn was in between me and God. And that I had to take a spear and shove it down a hard porn and kill it. You want to shove it, huh? In order to get to Jesus. Because if I left it there... You want to get rough with it, huh? I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. It's still there, right? I have to kill it by stop. What kind of What kind of Christian are they? Giant Bible having Christians. Yeah, because I know, right? Because I will say in the Mormon church, uh, I don't I forgot how long ago this was, but they in, in BYU, they um, which is like the Mormon university, um, they released a video a few years back, I forgot when, um, where they compared masturbation to a war. And it was like this dramatized video of like soldiers in like you know, in the middle, in the midst of war, in the trenches, and they were like, help your fellow soldier, basically not masturbate. <laughs> like, if you see it, report it, and you're not allowed to masturbate in the college campus or have sex or anything, and and it's just so hilarious. Like, oh. I also that. saw recently that, what was the thing? It was like, NASA was going to send five women to Mars so that they wouldn't have sex, and I was like, what? Anything they're not going to... The self-hatred, homophobic attitudes, man. It's just, it's so deep-seated, truly. I hope, I hope that guy's happy at the end of the day. But man, <laughs> just spreading so much hatred. Don't watch porn because you will become a murderer and gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you watch gay porn, you're going to, listen, man, the reason you're watching gay porn and tranny porn and, 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 because, and you were gay is because you like it. It's because you wanted to be gay. So go You be know, gay. you don't have to yuck anyone's yum just you know <coughs> just right. be you man i don't know all right speaking of porn this is from a while ago but i want to knock it out because we have so many all right so speaking the viking what a segue the vikings got tricked into and in, into celebrating poor star johnny sins on the jumbotron everybody's seen the meme uh that's got uh, this guy johnny sims uh in a in a fake military uniform from a porno movie right mm. so uh the minnesota vikings wanted to do an honor the troops on the jumbotron <gasps> no and, and somebody on a sunday uh put this picture of of a porn star vikings this is my cousin joel who served in the army he has always been an inspiration someone i looked up to he is also a huge vikes fan and they put it up on the jumbotron with a picture of uh of uh, of Johnny Sins, the porn yes, actor. Yes, I love that. That's just <laughs> beautiful trolling. That's how you do that's, it. Yeah, that's 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 top level trolling for yeah. a drunk of uh, whoever did that. Yeah, that's it. Listen, we've talked about porno before on this. Um, in a sense, we talked about this a long time ago uh, with Dr. Jen about you know. I am. Um, and Kanye's going nuts about porno. That's one of his main things. He says that watching pornography is the same as like pedophilia, because if you're watching porno, you're watching somebody's trauma. Or, but what he's basically alluding to is that the only people, women specifically, that do porno, are women that were abused, uh, that were sex trafficked, or what have you. Mm -hmm. I even though I'm a, 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 a you know social democrat and a leftist uh, I do think personally that if we're going to have this entire and we've talked about this before at length if we're going to have this entire conversation about what is a good relationship to have and whether or not you should be able to date somebody who's 18 then and and whether somebody who's 18 should be able to be able to die for their country but not buy a beer 
mm-hmm. et cetera, then the porno has to be part of that conversation. Because if you're not allowed, if you're not giving people the agency and the ability to make decisions that affect them for the rest of their lives at the age of 18, um, then, then, then we have to raise those ages to like more if we're doing this burst on science, but then that, that means that we have to change a shitload of stuff about society. Mm-hmm. If we're going by the rules that we've established now in the world, in our society, which is at 18, you're an adult, you can make fucked up decisions that is good, that can affect you for the rest of your life. Yeah. You can decide to make a porno. You can decide to go to war. You can decide to do all these things. So for me, it is a very interesting conversation to have about whether we are pro-porn because it's a First Amendment, rights of expression. Mm-hmm. Or I think Kanye said alcohol and porn ruined his marriage. And I do believe for a certain segment of the population, it can desensitize you to sex. It is something that for incels or for, for part of the male population, if you can just sit at your computer and watch porn and jerk off, it gives you less incentive to go out and, and, and meet people, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So ha- have as this conversation has evolved over the last year or so, has, has your thoughts on it changed at all? And kind of how do you feel the, the 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 temperature of it is right now in terms of like the porn industry and stuff like that? Um, I, I, I think it's layered. Like you may right now, my brain is just like going all over the place because you you made a lot of different points that um, I would argue are maybe not necessarily connected. So like, for mm-hmm. example, the someone, an 18 year old being able to partake in porn, if we're going based on the society and they can also join the military, I say, why not? Um but I think that as far as the porn industry, there is a way of being ethical, right? More, more and more companies are now paying because sex work is work. Um, and so I think that so long as you get benefits, everything is respectful, consensual. I don't see where there's any issue with having with being a sex worker. Um, so the whole thing of Kanye saying like porn ruined my marriage, all of that stuff. I think that porn is just it could turn into a vice the same way alcohol could the same way weed could the same way anything can eating a cake people can get addicted to everything so everything todo con medida right you just got to maybe not consume a, a, an over copious amount but i don't think that it's harmful if it's done ethically and i don't think it's harmful it can even be healthy and educational if it's done correctly um is there that's not to say that there's not a negative side that's not to say that there are people who like actually you know groom girls or or like abuse them um you know but i would say that those are all separate issues i think that what i would want to strive for is the most ethical sex working community and as Mm -hmm. far as kanye saying that it ruined his marriage i'm like i'm sorry but that sounds like a you problem i don't see where like if if you're an alcoholic i don't see why you would be like alcohol ruined my life and be like it was you abusing alcohol that ruined your life correct right so i don't i am i'm I'm very pro sex Let me ask you this out of out of all the women in a given year that Mm -hmm. turn 18 and decide either for monetary reasons or because it turns them on or because they want to get fame, however they came Mm -hmm. out of all the people that turn 18 in 2022 that decide to make one of these first time porn movies, which Mm -hmm. the studios, you know, because they the, the studios eat that up. You know, they want fresh faces, new people just turned 18, Mm -hmm. you know. It's like they want they they want the girls when they just turn eighteen or when they're or when they're like they turn into milfs, right? It's like mm-hmm. the two the two biggest thing here is because they can do the girl next door and the, mm-hmm. the the incense stuff, and then they can do the the milf stuff like ten years later. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But out of those, out of the young girls that do that and join the industry every year, what percentage of do you think five years down the line would regret that decision? I, I if you don't, had I to, don't. If you had, if you had to guess. My like my answer is like fuck if I know I don't know um because well let me let me clarify that do you think that if we took if we took everybody that turned eighteen and did porn and checked in with them five years later and seventy five percent of them said mm-hmm. I wish I wasn't allowed to do that when I turned eighteen I made a huge mistake mm-hmm. do you think that that if we just pulled every porn star that did porn when they were eighteen at five years later. And we had, and and we sort of checked in on, on what, do you think that if there was a certain percentage of those that were like, yes, I made a mistake that it would be reason enough to consider raising the age on it? I disagree. No, I don't No, no I don't think so. Just because at the end of the day, I, th- I, I do feel like people having rights and being able to make their own decisions outweighs um, you know, the negative outcomes. So, so if you, if I, if, if let, uh, like five years in 75% of females regret it, I still don't think it's up to me to tell an 18 year old who might not regret it. Right. right what to right. do. I just don't feel like that's on me. That's not my so, I, people not, reserve the right to make mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, just because like, you could say that about anything, right? Like I can get traumatized tomorrow for whatever reason, and I wouldn't say, Lou, you need to, I don't know. Let's say I got traumatized because I, I don't know, got ran over by a bus. I don't fucking know. Something, right? So <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like, is that then a reason for me to go banning buses because I am now traumatized because of it? And I want the society to all ban buses. I don't, like, I don't know. It just seems like a very black and white thing. Like, Lou. Like, it's all gray. You <laughs> groomed me to topic. be a podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Like, no, Lou, you shouldn't make friends with people that you're then going to host a podcast with. That's right. And it goes with any decision, right? Like I chose to start acting. I mean, yeah, we could say something like that. I just start acting pretty not young, but like that was a choice that I actively made at like what, 18 as well. So what am I going to then turn back and be like, hey, Lou, you're you fucking like like gave me my first role. So I'm traumatized because of you. (laughs) <laughs> no like it doesn't i don't know i don't know i, I, didn't, I never like wanted people, to be an actress lou i never yeah, wanted, I never to, be wanted movie, it i never like, wanted to be on a movie that poster was, like that's a choice i made. i feel like people yeah you should reserve the right to make bad choices well, if that's a bad choice for you that's in in essence you do feel at times that you weren't as good an actress then as you are now right um i do because uh yeah i hadn't had any formal training yeah okay so there's a little bit to the Maybe you weren't ready for it, but you still did it because it's what you wanted to do. You made that mm-hmm. decision, but in the hindsight, you're like, man, I went, from a from a from a from a from a skills perspective, right? Does yeah, that make sense? For I guess sure. for sure, okay. yeah. Okay, uh, Defkiss says I kind of like the idea of OnlyFans because it's more personal and control more. Yeah, I think yeah. that's changing a little bit. I think that's changing it a little bit. Um, but then I think OnlyFans started to get inundated with like celebrities and stuff like that. The same way the podcast world sort of got inundated with like, cause podcasts got ho- got hot yeah. and then now every Sunday, every celebrity. Um, <clears throat> By the way, let uh, me, I'll be right back. Let me, let me let my dog out. Yeah, get, let your dog out. Um, at the kid, at the risk of being pretentious, strippers and porn stars are a little on the weird side before they do it a little off. Yeah. I think that there's gotta be something that 
happens or there's 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 definitely there is definitely the case because you you hear about famous people's daughters and kids that go into porn all the time sometimes that might be a reaction to wanting fame and validation from their parents sometimes that could be that there's definitely the meth head dad situation that uh that def said about um the meth head dad scumbag thing that might happen. There could be, there's a lot of instances where they could be trauma from childhood there, but there's yeah. a lot of people that just, that, 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 that love sex work and that, oh. that's what they're going to do, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. I was also going to say, um, <laughs> you don't have to uh, I know, right? I was like, my turn. Um, no, yeah. Jumping on that point. Cause, um, there is also an argument to be made as to like, um, you know, like, the weird porn stars and strippers like the comment um, in the sense that some of the people in sex work, um, at least in the States do tend to be odd, you know, or maybe did have trauma, but I will say we live in a very sex negative society. Sex work, unfortunately is not respected and it's not seen as a valuable career. So that attracts certain people. Right. I always say, I always say, I'm like, Hey man, if my parents were dead, I might do sex work because what the hell they pay you to have sex, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, and they make really good money. So, you know, but it's like Zach and Miri make a porno. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Both their parents are dead and they're like, why the fuck not? Stuff like that. Why the fuck um, not? yeah. So I do think that sadly, because we live in a very sex ne- negative society, it attracts certain people that are a little more on the desperate side who maybe are not privileged enough to get other careers who maybe, you know, just have to go that way for whatever reason. Um, and I think that it's all correlated, but I don't think the solution is like, hey, let's ban or let's up the age or let's ban sex work. I don't think that that's the solution. I think I think that by having, by A, making it more respectable and making, uh, holding these companies accountable uh, and just making a more ethical career mm-hmm. choice um, and valid career choice, I think that that would help tons. If we could all get healthcare and not base healthcare off of our career, that would also help. That would be great. Yeah, let's do that. And of course, everybody knows about my thriving porn career in Japan. So, I mean, I, right. I've been there. Yeah, you know. Uh, El burrito. El burrito. <laughs> El, bur- El burrito supreme. That's yeah, why I have. Yeah, yeah I, I wear. I wear the mask. I wear the luchador mask. If you catch me in a Japanese porn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no one will recognize you. Mm-hmm. Nobody will recognize me because I got the pixelated dick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, know, I always uh, talk about that though. I'm like, man, I should have been a porn star. You should have. I mean, it's listen, nice. my point has always not necessarily been can you can you all of a sudden you know you can't unfuck that chicken right you can't unring that bell you can't mm-hmm. you can't all of a sudden say well no 18 is not good enough you're not going to be able to do that my my thought process on that is always if we're remapping out society you know how they do that thought experiment is like here check out lay out a brand new society yeah from the rich to the poor and the the key to that is we're going to place you in one of those positions but you're not going to know which so you want to make it a fair society parity if we're reimagining the rules of our society then yes i think there's a conversation to be had about changing the ages based on the science to when people should be allowed to make certain decisions because of what we know now that's why i think that i'm not learned enough to talk about like uh like 
transitioning and transgender because I don't know enough about it. My gut feeling tells me that when you're 10, 12 years old, it's too early to make full life changing body decisions because I know how dumb or stuff I am at 12 or 13. But mm-hmm. I was never a kid that at 10, 12, 13 didn't feel like I was living in my own truth or didn't feel like I was living in a situation. So I can't put myself in that position because I always felt that I was in the right body and I was being the right person. And I was, mm-hmm. a, and I was, and I was forward facing as a man for my entire life from my own kind of views. I'm like, man, how can you make a seven, eight, nine, 10, 12 year old kid make a decision about their bodies when they're still yeah. changing? Why wouldn't they want to wait till 18? But then there's all this stuff about, well, it actually affects people and suicide rates and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. would you rather have an unhappy daughter or a happy kid, male kid that's not going to kill themselves? Mm-hmm. So but I'm saying if we're relaying out society and we're saying, where have we gone wrong? What should we change? You know, there is a conversation to be had about when we should be able to allow ourselves to do certain things based on what our brain development is. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think that's totally valid. Yeah. And there's definitely a conversation to be had. Um, again, I don't really have any hard opinions. I, I usually take the less authoritarian route. Um, if possible. So I always go more for the like, let's fix the system. And then right. maybe we can talk about age. Because once you have all Healthcare. ethical, you know, yeah, <laughs> once you have like in a in a utopia, right, let's say you have like nothing but like very ethical, high paying sex work jobs, and everyone's super happy that does it. Um, then I would be like, okay, now we can talk about uh, the age of consent. Sadly, 25. Like it's not gonna happen because they make too much money and it's too unhealthy right now. Like the 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 system, um, the you know some yeah. of the porn company porn companies and stuff like that. It's just it's it's a cycle right now. So I I wouldn't even know where to start fixing it. And actually, I think we should probably have like a we should do a um we should have a sex worker on the podcast yeah, to teach absolutely. us more about this because I think we can both learn. Yes. I don't know uh, any sex workers, do you? I know, I know some strippers, but I don't know sex workers, which I guess is a form of sex work. Uh, we we got, uh, well, actually, I got offered a an interview with a with a transsexual porn star on Fireside that? Chats a while ago. That would be but, great. But I, I don't, it, the, the schedule didn't check out for some reason. And then I sort of, that sort of mm-hmm. died on the vine, but I'll see if we can do that and get some more. Cause I, I would like to, we do have some upcoming uh, non-binary and trans Latino creatives that are going to be mm-hmm. scheduled for January and February. So I think we'll be able to delve into the, the trans issue a little bit more and hopefully we'll talk. Uh, and then there's the bottled up bitches podcast. Mm-hmm. who talk a lot about sex. So we might collaborate with them on something and maybe get somebody else. <clears throat> on board so yeah it's always it's definitely definitely to look at that from a from a latino latinx perspective all right mm-hmm. one last thing here and then uh we have a couple of short on way and then we'll get out of your way right. um wednesday yeah um, okay jenna ortega um there's a lot of stuff happening um most watched netflix show ever crushed uh Dahmer, uh like 342 million hours watched like in the first week mm-hmm. um and of course, when something good happens, then the, you know it goes up. The eventual backlash always happens. Yeah. The backlash has come in three different parts. Um, the first one, and it is something that's been ongoing with Tim Burton, because Tim Burton made some statements a while ago when he was talking about diversity and inclusivity in films, and he was basically saying 
if my story doesn't, if I don't feel that black people are necessary to my story, I'm not going to cast them. Mm-hmm. So Tim Burton doesn't have the best history and he's one of my favorite directors. Uh, oh, we, talked about Edward, we talked about Edward Scissorhand. We talked about um, Ed Wood. We, you know, uh, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas. I well no 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 I I watched the Nightmare Before Christmas uh, a documentary about it and I actually got really turned off to Tim Burton after that because turns out he had nothing to do with the project but put his name on it so that's great. Well, it is still a Tim Burton project, but no, it's well, he, I, I I really disliked him after that. I couldn't unsee it. Yeah, but anyway, well, now he's racist. So tell me more. <laughs> I don't know if that we're going to go that far, but basically, he he has made comments in the past that have sort of been that. All right, so. The main black characters in Wednesday, as you can see here, are sort of uh, the main antagonists or they're bullies. So essentially what they're accusing him of is Tim Burton becomes a subject of Wednesday racism backlash. Um, following the initial reaction to the Burton has come under fire from some who have decided that Burton's choice of casting for Nevermore top girl Bianca Barclay, played by Joy Sunday, was purposely done to push an anti-black agenda. The comments have also incorporated Iman Marson, who plays a bully character in this conspiracy theory, which seems to stem for the previous comments by Burton, that black actors haven't necessarily fit into his vision of his movies and he doesn't feel compelled to cast them for the sake of it. Okay. <clears throat> One user on Twitter commented, and I saw a lot of this happening live on Twitter, I'm me trying to badly push past the races and anti-black undertones in the Wednesday Adams Netflix show. Oh. Um, I really wanted to like it, but it's unforgivable that all the black characters are either bullies or morally compromised. And why is Wednesday hostile towards them? What the fuck? What kind of ridiculous thing is that? This is a little bit similar to the Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever thing, where there where people were getting upset that the you know Latino Mexican characters were being made to play the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you really look into spoiler alert, uh, the rest of the series. Um, some of the characters that were her antagonists at the beginning becomes friends with her later on. And it turns out some of the white people in the city are actually the villains. So maybe this could be something that misinformed or maybe it's kind of like a thing. It's kind of like a thing where maybe they didn't, they didn't, it's kind of like a, I forget the movie or the thing that, that people were like, Oh, this sucks. But I'm like, well, have you watched it? Right. Uh, we were yeah. talking about something. There's something like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Yeah. But did you watch the movie? Yeah. Did you watch the show? Are you just basing this on something else? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of it is there's something good. Let me nitpick it. But also because Tim Burton has this history. And I think I want to get to a place where. Uh, what's up, Evie? Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Epic hey, mm-hmm. we had a we had a robust show today. You can go back and watch the VOD. Yeah, um, we're wrapping it up, but we're talking about Tim Burton and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you have this thing where people sometimes will make decisions about something based on what they hear and not on what their own things are. Like you always see these discourse was like, I'm not watching it because you know what I mean? Like, I forget. I forget. But I know that we've had the discussion about stuff that came yeah, out. We have. That people immediately were like, oh, this fucking shit sucks. And I'm like, have you seen the movie? Have you actually mm-hmm. gone back and take it? Um, so, yeah. So, Tim Burton. I mean, and Ed Wood is one of my favorite movies of all time, as well as Edward Scissorhands. But, you know, you got to sometimes you got to just tell truth and just be like, man, you you haven't cast black people. You haven't done this. And now you're making them the villains. Although, like I said, 
I do think that we need to get to a place where you can cast black people as villains. You can cast Mexicans as villains and not feel that it's right. Exactly. We have the, we have the right to play the bad people. Like John Leguizamo was playing the bad guy in the Santa movie, mm-hmm. which is good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, if you, it does feel nitpicky, <laughs> I don't want to invalidate anybody, but in a sense, like we are fighting to be represented in every form, including villains, right? I want to play a villain someday. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. I think as long, I think my my thing is as long as they are a well enough uh, developed character, whether they're a villain or the good guy, the bad guy, whoever. I think that that's the biggest tell. If it's an underdeveloped minority <laughs> in a villain character role, um, and it's like a trend, then yeah, that's a little racist, right? But I don't know. It does feel a little nitpicky to say, you know. We want all we want black representation, but now that they get cast, it's kind of like nitpicky as to not as the villain though. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't, know. I don't anybody, want to validate anyone's feelings, but I, I don't know. That's has anybody thinking. watched Wednesday all the way through that can give us some thoughts on it? I'd like to hear what anybody else thinks. We're, yeah, we'll revisit chat. this. We'll revisit this afterwards. The other thing that she got shit on is because she admitted that she that the big scene where she's dancing uh, at a, at a prom or something and she's doing her, her cool goth dance is she actually had COVID that day. Mm-hmm. So they're like, that's not about, uh, that's not really the flex that you think it was. Uh, no, it really so, wasn't. So apparently they were filming, they were filming uh, and she was sick that day and they were waiting for a positive result. And yeah. she tested positive and they stopped filming. But I think it's a bad look for a major studio to, to have somebody. It would be one thing if she's filming the scene by herself, but if she's filming the scene with an auditorium full of kids, it's kind of, it's kind of out there. Yeah. I, yeah. I think this one, the, the studio really takes the L. I don't know. I don't know that I'm on board with people <clears throat> villainizing and blaming Jenna Ortega. Cause at the end of the day, yeah. actors don't have that much power. Okay. I don't like maybe once you hit, I don't know, JLo status. Sure. Mm-hmm. But um, not really like for, for you to say like, she's gonna she should have stayed home like she did everything right she tested she she told them um and then they forced her and then she did her job she just told an anecdote i was sick that day i was yeah 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 um so i think this looks bad for the for the studio i think this looks terrible for them because man you just exposed a whole room full of people and even if you say like hey we can't they were far away from her or whatever it's like you you were selfish and careless right and i get it it's a lot of money that you lose by postponing production but it's just in COVID times that's just kind of the L you have to take and they didn't and the last thing I wanted to touch on with her is her she was she got crap let me find this actually I'll pull it up Mm -hmm. um she got crap for we talk about Latinidad a lot um Mm -hmm. but she she got stuff because she was trying to say hey watch Wednesday or how do they say Wednesday in Spanish uh Mercoles oh no no, Mel Mercola or something like that. Alwasi. Yeah. I don't know. Fun fact, I did not watch the Adams family until I was old. Uh, Merlona? Um, Mer- Alwasi. I, I don't Merlina. Merlina, uh, right? Uh Merlina Adams. Merlina Adams. So basically there was an issue because she was on a Spanish show and they asked her to say um We'll show it to you right here. Did she say miércoles? Please tell me she said miércoles. <laughs> a ver. 
el estreno de Merlina en Netflix. El estreno de Merlina en Netflix. Los invito a ver el estreno de Merlina en Netflix. El de Merlina en Netflix. Yeah, you're doing great. I'm so bad. I have to read things. That's, that's, that's so cringe. Ah, oh, yikes. <clears throat> so, she's a whitewash Latina. What, what can you do? You know, uh, so here, here, going back into it, at 13 years old, Jenna Ortega wrote an essay about being proud of her Latinidad. Um, and, uh, and she's, she's, she's Mexican, uh, and Puerto Rican, I believe, right? Um, or is she only Mexican? Um, but anyway, so here's the thing, man. If you're going to basically tell somebody, I know es que tú no hablas español y no eres latino. You're not Spanish if you don't speak. You're not Latino if you don't speak Spanish. Come on. Mm -hmm. Listen. Take the thumb out of your mouth. Go outside, touch some grass, and let it go. Number one, if you really want to get into the roots, Spanish is a colonizer's language. Mm -hmm. uh, no habla so, Nahuatl. <laughs> yeah, so so if you're not speaking like Aztec or Inca or Mayan or you know what I'm saying, like the native yeah. languages of, of your tribe, then then what the fuck are you talking about? You're talking about you didn't adapt to the conquistador's language. People, and then the reason she doesn't speak a lot of English is, and a lot of people are like that, is they come to the United States, their parents speak Spanish. I was lucky. My parents, because they, my, well, my mom, because she knew that I was going to speak nothing but English at school, would only speak to me Spanish when mm -hmm. we were at home. When we were in South America, she would only speak to me English and at home because she knew I was going to speak Spanish. As a result, I'm fully bilingual and I love that. And I love that I am fully bilingual, can have a conversation with somebody in Spanish. And I feel that enhances my Latinidad. And I used to think if you were like Puerto Rican or, or Colombian or Dominican or whatever, and you didn't speak English and you only spoke English, that it was like a little thing. But I understand now that that's just bullshit. Mm -hmm. It doesn't define your Latinidad, not as much as your color doesn't define your Latinidad or your job or where you live. Latinos are not a monolith. Latinx is not a monolith. So I believe that if you're sitting there and you want to feel better about yourself because you can speak Spanish and Jenna Ortega can't, then really take stock of your fucking miserable life and just chill out. <laughs> Damn, that's how you really feel. We, I mean, listen, there's vanilla beaners. Yeah. And there's, there's dark rose beaners. There's all kinds of beans. The beans are universal. We're all shades and colors, et cetera. So yeah, uh, I appreciate, I appreciate that. Yeah. And if you're going to play the whole, like who's more Mexican than who, you know, and be a gatekeeper on all Latinidad, then, you know, someone can always one-up you. If you're not speaking Nahuatl, if you're not living, you know, in the outskirts of Yucatan, you know, you're not, then, so there's always going to be someone that's more native than you, okay? So, yes, it's cringe. I think we can all agree it's cringe to watch that. I hate when people speak broken Spanish. I'm not perfect by any means, but, um, that that doesn't that doesn't discount her that doesn't make her less than it's just At least it's she's a way of trying yeah she's trying exactly like and we should all just be proud because okay the, we all come in different flavors and the, yeah because the, the conversation was like okay who's more latina her or like anna taylor joy who's white who's argentinian but right. people were arguing that she is from argentina she understands the culture she speaks spanish she'd always well, 
would you say that there's up- an argument to be made about culture? Because I, I feel like Latinidad is not something that can be necessarily, I don't know, who's Define. more Latin than the other one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that if you're if your ethnicity is something through your parents, through your genealogy, Look, then you're there. The old, but culture-wise. Yeah, there's definitely an issue culture-wise. I think where Latinidad draws a line is where, like, and this has happened in several times, where, like, um, a, a white person will marry a Latino person, mm-hmm. and then they will try to adopt that as being like, oh, I'm Latina too. Or when, like, uh, like uh, what's this girl, uh, Baldwin's wife, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Is, is, tries to adopt it like she, like she wasn't from Cambridge or something like that. So I think oh, that the, the, fr- the fringes of that get a little murky in terms yeah. of claiming it and representing it. But I think if, 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 and, and I think there's also a difference uh, of like you're white, but you grew up around the culture. So you feel like into it. There's also a little bit of that. Yeah. But even then, I think if you're true to it, then I don't think there's a problem with it. And if you, if you speak broken Spanish, I don't have a problem. If you speak no Spanish, I mean, you know, Dominic doesn't speak a fucking lick of Spanish. His mom's a Spanish teacher, right? Is he any yeah. less Latino? Like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I will say, I will say, it is slightly offensive. Just to be a little bit on the opposition for, um, right. I will say it's a little offensive if she were to say, "I am now like the voice of all Latinos." Right? right? No, she's not doing that. Right. Well, she's not doing that. So, it, no. you know, let's not give her that. Uh, like, she's being true to it. Exactly. So, like, I think it's fine. Dominic doesn't speak like I am the authority on all Latinos. If he did, then I'd be like, hey, motherfucker, yeah. speak Spanish. Yeah. And he doesn't try yeah. to act like he's like he super Latino. Try. He understands. He understands the limitation. I forced him to play a role that I could have gotten a native speaker because I knew he could give the performance that I wanted to physically, even though I understood that it would be like, and that's fine. And he was even apprehensive. He's like, dude, I can't say the lines the way you want me to. I'm like, don't fucking worry about it. Everything else about the character for you is perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. And it came out great. So sometimes you got to trust yourself. All right, let me catch up on some comments and then we'll get out of here. Um, Evie talking about the villain conversation. As long as the villain is well-written, there's their ethnicity adds a dimension to the characters. I think that ethnicity can play a convincing and complex villain that isn't necessarily racially offensive. I agree. I agree. Uh, um, on, on Tim Burton, as much as you can say, he doesn't really represent minorities. Uh, Def Case Burton does go to alternative roads with most of his films, like in Wednesday and the real bad guys are pilgrims. Um, <clears throat> you did say the, no, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, this came up around that. How do you guys feel about the noise about the Namor actor in the Latin uh, community? Um, I have not. No say. E- e- Evie says you're so what lucky I brought you, Dominic. <laughs> Evie did introduce me to Dominic. Um, well, I think that's kind of the conversation about. Uh, I haven't seen Black Panther, so I think I, I want to reserve my thoughts on that. I think yeah, we same. can get into it because there is a there is a power dynamic there, or there is a sort of a thing about. It's an MCU movie. I definitely don't. I definitely. Can we talk about the recasting a little bit? I'm just saying, we'll talk about that later. But like there was this thing where they should have recast Black Panther. Instead, mm-hmm. they sort of. And I think, it, look, the MCU is now like a multiverse thing. So you can bring back the Pan, Black Panther a million times. Nobody's going to care. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie was all about black and brown fighting with each other. So obviously that was going to sort of bring up some friction. But I think both sides have sort of getting something from it <clears throat> we're get, we're getting representation um you know Wakanda Forever is a great movie and, and there's representation on both sides I think like like Evie said and like we've talked about it 
we should have the right to play villains. We don't have to be the hero in every story. We just want to be treated like everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's kind of where I feel about that, but I'd have to watch the movie to really dive deep, dive deep into kind of like the controversies over on. Yeah. Same. I'll reserve commentary. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we'll, we'll be back before the new year and, and we'll check it out. All right, let's try this tool out. There's two people to draw from, so let's go. Will, will Melody win again or will Karina win free tickets? We shall see. We shall if see. Karina wins and she's long gone, that's gonna suck. Yeah, I think both of them are probably not here anymore. Hey, oh, Karina. Karina, nice. I'll let I'll let her know that she won oh. that she won a ticket. All right. And then lastly, before we leave you guys, uh, oh, uh, in terms of him being a dark man. No, you know what? I think like he said some stuff about and it's important. Uh, and he said some stuff about the fact that if you watch Mexican television, you would think that all Mexicans were white, you know, because of the soap operas and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So he's getting and then there was a thing in Mexico <laughs> that was basically people saying like, well, what about some some light skinned Mexican representation or something like that to the effect of, so look, man, what? there's color. There's Nobody definitely, that. there's no way it's absolutely, I'll, I'll send you the video. It's definitely, yeah. it was, it was like on a view type show in Mexico where they were like, well, that doesn't represent all Mexicans or something like mm-hmm. that, or there's representation, but we need more representation and stuff like that. So there's definitely colorism within Latino community in all mm-hmm. of the individual cultures, whether they're Mexicans, Colombian, Argentinian, Dominican, oh, yeah. Puerto Rican. It's definitely a thing. Take it easy. Uh, Evie, I love you too. Thank you very much for stopping by. Let us know uh, when you are streaming and you know we still need to have you on the show at some point. Um, what do you think gringo means? <laughs> what do you think gringo means for you? Uh, I don't know. Is that a trick question? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't people. know. I used to call, I used to get called in gringo. I used, I was, I was called a gringo when I lived in Colombia and I was, cause they knew that I was from the United States. So I, I got called a gringo all the time. So I don't even know if it really has a lot of meaning. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here, but we have a couple of quick questions here. So let's do it. Uh, if I could find the video. We have two no names way. Now it's time for no names way. No names way. No names. There it is. <clears throat> all right uh all right homie homie 83 writes if you could pick to relive one of these three eras what would it be the 80s 90s or the zero zeros mm. hmm. well, i wasn't born for half of those well you get to go back and live them <laughs> and live them for once mm. um i would want to experience the 80s they looked fun so yeah, I would probably the music was great. I would want to see what the '80s were about. Yeah. What about you? Okay. Uh, look. <laughs> look. Look. The '90s were incredibly cool. Birth of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Mm, a lot of cool stuff, but it also was like the safe sex '90s. So that wasn't mm-hmm. that much fun. Um, so maybe the eighties, I would, yeah. I think the eighties are definitely a, a definitely good, 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 good part. It was a, it was a party decade. Yeah. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. We're going to watch what kind of forever. We'll talk about it. Yeah. All right. Broski says new wave or post-punk. Um, I don't know. That sounds like a Higgs question. Yeah, um, I know. I was like, where's Higgs when you need him? 
I'd ha- I'd have to know what post punk and and what defines it. Like what what exactly? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. The that's out of my feels eighties to me. But uh, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna we'll say I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, new wave. I'm gonna say new wave too. It feels wave. very eighties to me. Yeah. All right. And then Dude Seven finally says, "What did you think about Ten Oxford? Oh, this was a Ten Oxford portrayal of Namor and Black Panther. Also, did you know how they switched Namor's origin to fit the Mayan culture?" Oh man, we gotta. We watch will get educated on this, and then we will get back to you. Listen, we're both gonna watch Black Panther, and we're both gonna finish Wednesday, so we can have more educated questions about this. Yeah. Um, not a lot right? of advice questions. No, wow. not today. All right. I no, mean, we we've, we've been dark- having some good days. We've been dark for a couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah. So it's also like I haven't been really promoting it. So we yeah. will, you know. Same. We've been hanging out. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right, we made it. Two thirty. Oh my god! Thank Two you. Two drinks in one day. <sighs> All right, guys. All right, everybody have a safe and happy Christmas. We'll be back before the end of the year. Make sure that you guys are listening to Mijenta Show audio versions yeah. anywhere you get your podcast by searching for Mijenta Show. Follow Mijenta at Mijenta Show on Twitter, at Mijenta Show on Instagram. And uh, we created a Twitch channel for it as well. You can go twitch.tv slash Mijenta Show as well. We'll start broadcasting there as well. Yes. So thank you to everybody that, Man, we had a lot of comments today, a lot yes. of in, lot of interaction. I love the chat today. It was great. Great talking to you. Thank you, uh, Keith, and thank you, Evie. Thank you, Melo. Thank you, Karina. Thank you, everybody, uh, Defkis, everybody that's, that's stopping by. Ecstatic that we got some donations. Um, oh, I'm yeah. very, very, very proud of you, Chet. Um, <laughs> good job with everything. Uh, much love to you. Safe and happy holidays to everybody. Yay. Peace out. Hasta luego.